Welcome, everyone, to episode 11 of Bombcast, a pre-recorded episode with a very special guest today. Range DLC. What's going on, Scorpiolo? <laughs> Hello. How you doing? I'm I'm getting I'm... spammed on Discord, so I'm trying to figure out where the hell it's coming from, and I cannot find it. I gotta love Discord. <gasps> I, I have this thing where I get spammed notifications, and it will never tell me where it's coming from. I'll go to, like, new notifications, and it'll never pop up, and I'm like, I don't know what is wrong with my Discord, but... Yeah, hopefully that stops. I've muted like every channel I can find and it still won't solve the problem. So hopefully our voices can be louder than the notification pop up. But how you doing? Our wonderful co-host Fajardi. What's going on, man? Uh, yo, this is a very scruff episode on my end. I'm on my phone. Uh, there's no face cam. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like you said, I'm not sure if you said it, but this, this is being recorded uh, very early than we typically do. Yeah, so. very early than we typically do. And the reason why, Chad, is, of course, because I'm on vacation as of right now until this upcoming Monday, but didn't want to miss another week of the podcast. We've missed only one week so far. We went like nine weeks straight with an episode every Friday, but took one week off when Reloaded dropped because there's a lot going on at the moment. But yeah, wanted to make sure we at least premiered an episode here tonight. And if you guys are in chat, thank you. We will be responding to you guys as often as we can. So still feel free to drop some questions and we'll answer them via text. But first off, Sam, how are you doing, my friend? What is new? Have you been playing much Call of Duty? And what's the vibe, man? What's going on? I Not too much is new, really. I've finished up uni for the year. Um, awesome. I haven't really had too much to do on the upper work. Um, Call of Duty. I haven't played an insane amount of Season 3 loads yet, but I went on to try the Outbreak Easter egg the other day, messed up one step, and then died and then have you seen gameplay of the end though the cutscene boss fight how about that how's that going i've seen seen the cutscenes, and i have seen the boss fight both of which are really cool you know at first when um when the hunt was going on i saw matt upload the first cutscene, the the Got ravenov it. one Got it. And I thought that was the ending. I was just like, wait, was that it? I mean, that's ironic, right? Because the ending is what? I want to say 50 seconds long, if I'm not mistaken. And that Ravenoff yeah. cutscene is like three minutes. So it is actually longer yeah. than the the ending. That's true. Because I thought, I thought the Ravenoff cutscene then ended off with, oh, you need to get the launch codes. I thought that was then saying, oh, the second Outbreak Egg is going to be getting the launch codes. So oh, like, oh, right. Brief. Right, yeah, right, that's right. what I thought was going on. Yeah, I mean, but, um, yeah, personally, I didn't really mind the the length of the Xville. I'm like, whatever. I mean, what really could they have shown? I'm I'm sure a lot is being saved for the second quest in about what uh, two and a half weeks time. That's what I'm assuming. Right it now. it was still the longest hunt of Cold War, right? I believe. I so. want to say, refresh my memory, Fajardi. What are we What are we looking at for D Machina? It was like two hours, dude. It's not something that silly. D Machina was quick. I think Firebase might have been. Slightly like, maybe, I I think Firebase. There was literally people were stuck on the mimic thing because it was buggy. But it was buggy, right, 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 right. I, I want to say Firebase was about the two and a half hour mark. That damn man, Firebase was too. That's really actually. You might be right though. I remember some people being close to boss fight. I think it was Noah's team, and then some other random people had beat it. I think Lucas and, and his squad were I think second to Firebase. I can't remember. Yeah, but I think you yeah, right there. Mm. And Something then like this, yeah. this, was, this wasn't too bad, was it? Break, I didn't follow along too closely, but wasn't it quite a bit longer than that? It was definitely a bit longer, um, and rightfully so. I think, you know, the, the steps themselves are very casual, but you could miss some of the things that were added in to, to Outbreak at first. Yeah. Yeah, like, easily to be missed. The stuff, yeah. the stuff like finding the monkeys and stuff, like, that that, that takes time. Right, They're just right. scattered. Oh, for sure. for sure. I think... Uh, um, 
Well, Monkey. <laughs> yeah. We're looking at a, a really spicy week coming up. That's why I'm like, God bless my real life RNG because I was really thinking I was going to go out of town and there's going to be some season four marketing, whether it's the season three outro officially or a roadmap or something. I'm like, please, please wait until I come back. But for some reason, Reloaded of season three dropped earlier than I would have expected. So that kind of made sure that, you know, uh, the scheduling for season four's marketing was a little bit cleaner. But what it's looking like, as I talked about in previous videos, that Reloaded's content that was left, because they left a couple of things that hadn't released, the Amp 63, a couple of bundles, Mastercrafts, they've dropped all that as of this week. So that means we're pretty much done with season three now. So the next week, or the next week and a half, I should say, should probably be focused on season four teasers, marketing, cryptic hints for, you know, multiplayer, outbreak, Berlin, whatever that, whatever that may be. So um, we are looking at a hopeful week of marketing coming up, which I'm excited about. I mean, what expectations do you have, Sam, for the next season? Is there anything that hasn't been accomplished by Treyarch that should be in the next season? Or are you kind of just like, whatever, you know, we'll see what drops. How do you feel about that? Until a few minutes ago, I'd actually forgotten that launch of Season 4 wasn't a new map map. I totally forgot that it's another Outbreak Egg. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. A whole um, other egg coming. I, I presume we'll probably get another map for Outbreak and Fireteam. Um, yes. Probably. I think Zoo and Weather Station were the rumored ones for Season 4, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. I, I'd, imagine, I'd imagine we'll get one of them um, coming to Outbreak. So, yeah, generally more content for Outbreak. I feel like Outbreak needs more objectives i think would be a cool thing like it needs like they added like one i think so far i think they need to add like a few and some more side ones as well fair yeah to keep it a bit interesting that's what i'd like to see more of um, fair enough i think if they're going with break as being like an entire content thing they need to go a bit more in with it content wise needs to be a bit more consistent um but yeah other than that um probably some new maps on launch before we get remasters at the mid-season um, How did you feel about them yeah. rebranding Outbreak to DLC 2 when previously they said Firebase was DLC 1, never said DLC 2 at all when Outbreak first dropped, and all of a sudden they're mm -hmm. like, hold on a second, Outbreak is the new DLC 2. What did you think about that? Well, I kind of got the impression that that meant that there was another map at the end that has now been scrapped. <laughs> uh, or that, that, that was the yeah. impression I got from that. Yeah. I mean, when I first heard that, I was like, all right, what it seems like is... Not that they're backtracking, but to me it felt like they wanted to make sure that it was clear what was coming next in terms of round-based maps. Because me personally, I think there's only two round-based maps left, Berlin and one more. Because three perks left on the Wonderfizz, so I'm like, it's kind of a broken record talking about it at this point. But whenever a new perk drops, a new map does, for round-based at least. But I want to say only Berlin and one more map are left, so where does that leave the third perk? Maybe there's a separate maybe, Outbreak experience dropping. What was that? You could get season four. You could get launch of season four, honestly. Yeah, outbreak. They could even drop a perk without a new machine, just throw it into the Wonder Fizz, like Mule Kick, for example. I could expect mm -hmm. machines for double tap and PhD, but I think for uh, Mule Kick, for example, it's not that crazy of a perk, so might as well just throw in the Wonder Fizz. Who cares? Um, yeah, because then you could put that machine on Berlin and fair. just have two have two new machines on Berlin. True. Yeah, um, that's true as well. Yeah, yeah, there's no reason they couldn't do that. Yeah, um, I, I just think I think they want us to understand that, yeah, there will be uh, two more maps coming up, Berlin and one more, but there won't be a third round-based map after that. So they kind of wanted to just make sure, oh, yeah, by the way, Outbreak is this new DLC, too, once all is said is done, once all is said and done with side Easter eggs, the main quest, which I, I respect that. I'm not complaining about it. But if majority, what were you saying that one podcast where you were like, if Berlin does drop a season four, we can't defend the game anymore? Yeah. I thought that was a really good point. So if you want to 
<laughs> Touch on that real quickly. Well, I, I said I said if Berlin drops in season five, um, I, I said season five, not season four. Oh, no, I meant uh, after season four. Yeah, so you meant season five, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I said if it drops in there, I, I mean, there's really kind of like no excuse at this point for why yeah. we haven't seen them out. Right. But I mean, now with basically confirmation, it will be coming sometime in season four. Uh, I'm definitely am happy with that, even though I, I am already content with the content. Yeah, uh, we have gotten so. Yeah, and, and I think another problem is the community hasn't really accepted that content is so much different now in terms of output versus how it was years ago. We're gonna, it's a topic we'll get to later on, but I, I think a big issue, right, is I get a lot of comments where people are like, "Oh, why are you calling bundles DLC?" And I'm like, DLC may have been regarded or thought of as a map back in let's say Black Ops Three, Black Ops Four. But DLC has changed now because you're not paying for content anymore in terms of maps. So that's just, you know, an update that drops with a new map. That's how it goes now. To me, bundles are like, all right, whenever new bundles are added to your shop, that content is downloaded to your game, to a patch, a hotfix, whatever it may be. So to me, bundles are like the DLC now, whereas maps to me are just, okay, it's an update coming out, whether it's, you know, the start of a season, reloaded, or a weekly Thursday update. I think the community hasn't really accepted that at least for the foreseeable future, this is the way they're going to be doing things now where there isn't a season pass. There are no contractual obligations. Um, but I think from season four, this season to me is looking like quote unquote, the season that people have been waiting for, where there's an equal amount of output for multiplayer zombies and war zone. So by the time this podcast has gone live on a Friday, I think uh, the day before this on a Thursday, you would have seen a big breakdown of what to expect in season four in terms of DLC for all modes. So hopefully you guys checked out that video by now. Um, but in terms of previous seasons, I mean, Sam, how do you feel about the content output for, let's say, seasons one and two so far? Season three isn't over yet, at least, but season one and two, how did you feel about the the content that was offered with those seasons? Was it enough or was it lackluster in some areas? How did you feel about that? So the seasons as a whole, by the end of them, were okay. I think the distribution of it might have been a little bit uneven, like Zombies was really lacking at first in season one. Fair. Yeah. Um, for for some reason, Treyarch have a big obsession with Cranked right now. We've oh. somehow we've <laughs> somehow we've had two versions of Cranked. Even in multiplayer, um, we have Cranked now, right? Die Hard Point is literally Cranked. I, we'll talk about that later too. I, I love the mode, but <laughs> three Cranks right now we've seen in Cold War. That's awesome. I'm I'm very confused why that like they were going in with zombies modes at first. Like we got onslaught on launch, and then we got Jingle Hells, yeah, and then we got Outbreak, and now for some reason we've just got another version of Cranked, like. Uh, it would have been quite cool to see a new mode. Um, I know, I believe, I haven't actually checked it out yet, but is that Onslaught mode, uh, the new one? That's like random weapons, isn't it? It's it's like the nine gauntlet step, a gun game, where every surge on Onslaught, it'll change your weapon. Um, and as the surges go higher, it'll pack it for you, it'll give you AAT. You can even apply blueprints to the weapons that it gives you, which is cool, because of that new feature they added to Zombies. So it's a fun mode. I wouldn't say it's better than Containment, but... It's better play with friends, as I told Pajardi yesterday. I'm like, uh, <laughs> the mode is a little bit of a yikes on solo, and it gives you bad RNG with the weapons it gives you. But because it can give you melee weapons, snipers, and it's like, how do you survive on the high waves with that? It's, it's a slow paced uh, mode compared to uh, regular onslaught or containment. But um, did, you notice, did, did you notice that Sony dropped a trailer for it? I don't know if you noticed that. It's Sony literally markets onslaught pretty heavily every season. They've been going in with the onslaught trailers. It's really weird. Yeah. Um, the I, it makes me just wonder, like, Onslaught, I mean, they didn't try like that for survival, which makes me think right. Onslaught must have a pretty fucking good player count. 
I, I thought the same thing. I'm like, wait a second. They're dropping trailers for each new LTM on PlayStation's channel, by the way, not even Call of Duty's channel, PlayStation's channel. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think it's more proof that PlayStation really cares about this deal. And Activision probably does as well. I'm like, the money involved in this, it, it, we're talking huge checks, man. I mean, obviously, that's without a doubt. But people out there that are like, oh, when is Xbox going to get something? When is PC going to get something? When is the deal going to go away entirely? And I'm like, if they renewed it last year, which is what the rumor was, I'm more than certain that they're probably going to renew it again in the next like four or five years. PlayStation seems to be the dominant platform right now for Call of Duty. So with that being said, it's kind of a, a, a no-brainer for them to have a deal like this. If I had it my way, I wouldn't have one at all. I think all platforms would be able to experience a mode like this. But whether anybody likes it or not, PlayStation is the platform or I should say the best platform in the market where Call of Duty is being played right now. That's just that's just the way it goes. PC, of course, has its advantages. Probably the best pla- the best platform to play on in terms of you know performance and capabilities. But player count, it's going to PlayStation right now. That's kind of how it looks. Um, the, fact things, the fact things have been so differently lately with the exclusivity stuff screams to me that a new contract was probably signed last year for oh, Modern yeah. Warfare. Yeah. It kind of has me wondering, too, how does that affect the supposed Modern Warfare 3 campaign remaster? Because it's happening, but a leaker on Twitter, the Modern Warfare 2 Ghost, was saying that that's going to drop in quarter two of 2021. And if you're not familiar with the quarters, quarter two ends, I think, June 30th, if I remember correctly, if I looked up the the math there. So quarter two is ending relatively soon in the next, like, three and a half weeks. So we end up seeing Modern Warfare 3 in the next couple weeks, right? But then... Season 4 is dropping on June 17th, so would that make sense to drop all that at once? I mean... I I remember there being quite a bit of overlap last year with when that dropped. I think they dropped it, like, right after a season with Modern Warfare 2, so I don't think they seem to care. If I'm not mistaken, Warzone had just dropped, and I think two weeks later, Modern Warfare 2 came out, which... Yeah, so I guess you're right. The overlap really doesn't matter to them. But I find that, I mean, it's 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 strange that it when Warzone dropped because I was getting all the spotlight and it dropped a campaign remaster with no multiplayer. Like, yeah, I mean, it, it is with the player base at all, right? It's just a campaign. So I guess they didn't give a crap. But um, I, I get the feeling. I think they might delay it a tiny bit because I think when this comes out, the big thing they're going to try and sell is I think they're going to try and sell a bundle of the three campaigns. Yes. And, and will they enhance it? It's another question. Will they enhance it for PS5? Because the the deal still stands where PlayStation will get this remaster a month earlier. A whole month, not a week. I know that the, the, new, the new deal from Black Ops 4 was zombie maps would come out uh, a week on Xbox and PC or a week after PlayStation on Xbox and PC. Um, but then it seems like this new deal, they have, a get, they have a new deal yet again where, you know, everything kind of drops at once, but then Onslaught's exclusive. But this Modern Warfare deal was signed, I think, in 2016. And that apparently still stands to this day where PlayStation will get this a whole month earlier than other platforms. That's crazy to think about. That deal's still standing to this day. Um, like, I feel that? like oh, this game, I feel like this game's basically going to run on probably like the exact same engine as the Modern Warfare 2 campaign. I feel like it's just going to be literally that game, but with the Modern Warfare 3 guns and that campaign. I don't think yeah. it's going to feel any different to that. Isn't that crazy, though? Isn't that outdated at this point? <laughs> I know. I, <laughs> That's I, so... it's, very, it's very outdated. But because, I don't think it's yeah. going to feel like Modern Warfare 3. Because you, you, I, can I download, I mean, you, you can download your PS4 games on a PS5 and still play them digitally. Mm-hmm. Discs are a bit iffy. I think some discs are not compatible. Some are. So it'll run smooth without a doubt on a PS5. But I think it's going to feel like, yeah, this probably should have dropped like four years ago, but didn't for whatever reason. I mean... I, I get Modern Warfare 1 Remastered. It dropped when Infinite Warfare wasn't doing great. That was like a safety net. But they probably should have dropped Modern Warfare 2 and 3 
relatively close to that. <laughs> Just the campaigns, of course. Should have probably dropped that, you know, in 2018, the latest, 2019 maybe, but even that was pushing it. I mean, the fact we're in 2021 or almost 2022 and we haven't seen that yet is crazy to me. Um, Kind of makes you question what the contract was like. They're just like, oh, yeah, in the, in the next five years, drop the remasters. Take your time. <laughs> I wonder how that looked like when they signed it. It's kind of strange. They clearly built these games on the basis that Modern Warfare was going to be Modern Warfare 4, right? Like, that's I, pretty obvious. I almost feel like that was the case where they're like, yeah, let's bring mm -hmm. people up to speed with the Modern Warfare franchise mm -hmm. a little bit. Yeah, I almost feel it's like very, it's very good. There's no way this was done intentionally because it's confusing as fuck to the average person. Th that's why that um, kind of that debunked the whole Modern Warfare 2 multiplayer rumor that was out recently when people were like, oh, yeah, by the way, Vanguard is not going to have a multiplayer to be Modern Warfare 2. Wherever they came from made no sense to begin with. I'm like, you're telling me that Sledgehammer's going to bring out a game with a campaign, a, a, a supposed zombies, but no multiplayer. They're going to drop Modern Warfare 2 multiplayer? Like, how does that make sense to begin with? So, I, so, yeah. so let's say, with that logic, Treyarch apparently, with the rumors, made the zombies. <laughs> so basically, all Sledgehammer have accomplished a with the game <laughs> Yeah, they've accomplished nothing in like four or five years. They're just coming out with the campaign and say, "Yeah, you got Treyarch and uh, Treyarch and, and Infinity War. Do everything else for this game, bro. Just just come out there." Yeah, that makes no sense yeah. to me. It's that's why I'm saying with rumors and leaks, man, it blows my mind. Where sometimes you'll hear something that makes no sense, and you can laugh about it, you can talk about it, but at least apply some common sense to that and say, "Yeah, does that really make any type of logical sense to happen?" No. So come on, at least for put me. put two and two together. You know what I mean? Oh man. For me, like going back to like when like i was a lot more involved with the community and stuff the leaking game now looks so different to oh what it did horrible back then. yeah i fully like, agree like like back then you had your big reliable sources that everyone was talking <laughs> about your tom henderson your game revolutions all that dude and now oh and God. now it feels like this, it's just random fuckers on twitter and everyone just instantly say it for Jardy, man what are, what are people's sources these days man come on <laughs> It's uh, export all on Greyhound. On you, <laughs> you re you re yeah. a bunch of assets or, or a bunch of code that you misinterpret. It's like, look, man, uh, with data mining, I get it. It spoils things. It, it's disrespectful to some devs. Once in a while, when someone data mines a game mode or some BS, a cosmetic, who cares? When you start, when you start misinterpreting quote-unquote spoilers for easter eggs and, and all types of other content that's when i'm like come on dude like i think people out there misinterpreted a nocturne totem survival map for for black ops cold war misinterpreted upcoming weapons they were looking at like the malice from a finishing move and a, a explosive bow from the yeah. rambo bundle and they're like oh yeah dlc weapons coming out it's like at least put two and two together with that as well right we already have how many bows in this game we had the recurve bow in the campaign the combat bow kill streak Rambo's bow in the finishing move, and now we have a crossbow that just got added like a, a season ago. So we have all those bows, right? They're gonna add another bow again. There's no way, you know, think logically that that's not gonna happen. So another example of just misinterpreting things. The leaking game is so much more about data mining these days, which isn't always reliable versus how it was back then, where it was like, oh yeah, I have a source. My cousin works at Treyarch. It's a meme at this point, but that actually did happen back in the day. There were people out there that worked at studios, leaked things to their relatives who may have been content creators, and that's how we got info back then. That's how it was. It's crazy. You're right about that. Also, data mining now, though. Motherfuckers are downloading Greyhound, and they think they're the next professional data miner. It's really... The Greyhound is not proper data mining. It, it, yeah, it's one thing when they say, yeah, I've data mined this, versus when I say I actually have a source, and they don't have a source. They're just talking about their yeah. PC. It's like, come on, dude. You know, it, it's really cringe at this point. That's why I always say when I ever, whenever I make a whenever I make a news video and I bring up a leak or something or a rumor, I always say I'm like, look, this isn't even if I make it clear, nobody cares. But I'm always like, this isn't me reporting this. I'm not leaking this. This isn't from a source that I have. I don't have any. Uh, what this is is me reporting on 
somebody else's quote-unquote leak that I saw on Twitter or Reddit. Let's just talk about it for fun, right? But people still can't comprehend that. They think that if a content creator mentions a quote-unquote rumor or leak, it's that content creator leaking it themselves. It's like, no, man. You know, in terms of sources, people had reached out during Black Ops 4, Modern Warfare, even pre-Black Ops Cold War. We had people reaching out to us, content creators, telling us information, all of which came true, which I, which I mentioned. And it was risky, right? Videos were getting struck down. It was all this legal bullshit going on. But as of recently, things have really been quiet in terms of, you know, quote unquote sources and QA tests reaching out. We haven't really had that, which which I'm fine with. I like surprises. I like having traditional marketing for new information, right? I'm cool with that, right? I'm, I'm not trying to, and like many other creators, I'm not trying to build a reputation around, oh yeah, I have a source. Here's new info. You're always walking on thin ice. You ever notice that where if anybody ever has a source, you're always walking on thin ice. Even Tom Henderson, right? Who may have had a source for, you know, many years. No matter what you leak correct, if there's ever one thing doesn't come true, all of a sudden, all that person's lying, clout chasing, BS. It's never a good idea to be like known for leaking or, or whatever the hell that is. You know what I mean? So it's kind of a, a risky territory to be involved in. Speaking of um, Tom as well, did you see his uh, tweet today where he was talking about Vanguard and saying that he's not chasing information for, for it anymore, but last he's heard it's in a terrible state? <laughs> Oh yeah, I just I just pulled it up right now. Let's let's go through that real quick. That's cool that we have some some new topics popping up here. So yeah, I think somebody tweeted him. Have you got any elaboration on yeah. why it is in bad shape? Like what specifically is the issue aside from general year two year development time? He he he, he quote tweeted it. I can't even speak. He quote tweeted saying it will be Black Ops Cold War two on launch. But what was wrong with Cold War on launch necessarily? Are people saying lack of content? It wasn't broken, like Black Ops Four. It wasn't broken, but it, it felt it still Cold felt complete. War improved drastically with its first season. Oh yeah, no, definitely, for, yeah. Um, but mm -hmm. what if Activision's goal is to release a game like it that where it has content across every mode, but then season one is like kind of the picking up the slack type update where it releases you know stuff that may have been ready for launch and they saved. What if that's the goal anyway? You know what I mean? Um, to me, the, the launch of Cold War felt like a beta. Fair to be honest with you. I mean. Um, yeah, it, not as in just like I thought. As in, there was. I think they might have overdone it in the beta and the alpha, and that they they showed too much. I, to the I point yeah. That when yeah. it came to the actual release, there wasn't much new. I I want to agree with that. I think Fajardi even said this too, right? Where it almost felt like they shouldn't have dropped all the fire team maps during the beta, and by all I mean Ruka and Alpine should have saved one at least for launch, keep it fresh. Uh, they I think they how many multiplayer maps were in the beta? Do you remember Fajardi? It was like I can't. It was Moscow Satellite. I'm blanking, dude. I can't think of what maps. Um, I know, yeah, hundred percent. Moscow satellite. I can't. Uh, crossroads. Armada. Um, yeah, crossroads, Armada, I, cartel, cartel, Miami, Miami, Miami. Yeah. So, you know, they probably could have saved the map or two for that for release, and then for fire team, maybe only done one and not two. They wanted to make the beta action packed, but yeah, it's like Sam said. It's it's almost like. When the game did launch, you almost had played a majority of the content during the beta. So yeah, I'll agree with that in that sense. You know, it's also go to that go, going to that argument where when the I think a game's launch for Call of Duty is always stressful to me because for a content creator, it's like where do you start? Because you have the campaign, you have the multiplayer, and then you have the co-op mode, whether it's zombies. You can argue that yeah, you probably already covered most of the multiplayer with the beta, so I'll start with campaign or zombies, which that's what I really did with Black Ops Colder's launch. But if you're speed running content, you know playing 40 hours a week when the game drops and then you say there's no content that's kind of silly compared to maybe saying all right i have a little bit of, i have a couple hours to play throughout my week let's see what i can hop on to i guess it's all subjective on like how much time you put into the game when it drops 
to say whether or not you know it has enough content <laughs> during the launch window. I don't know. It's I like, don't, yeah. I don't think a lot of people realize too that like while with COD, forty hours is like not an insane amount. You're putting a lot more than that. But if you look at in prospect to like most single player story games, you could beat the full full game twice over with that. COD, you really get your value a lot more than most. That teams. yeah, that's why I find COD really unique, and I think that's why it's like in terms of content creation. I always say, you know, if I was covering a different franchise on this YouTube channel, whether it's Grand Theft Auto or Apex or whatever, I always wonder, I'm like, I mean, Grand Theft Auto is an exception because they have ridiculous amounts of updates all the time. So I think that that's like, that's the only other franchise I see that you can really have a channel based off of if you do news and you know, information and whatever the hell. But you look at Apex or Battlefield or a lot of other games, not even hating, but could you really have a channel or can you start off a channel just covering those games and grow to a certain extent, especially in this era where everybody's doing content now. So how hard would that be to really cover a game like that full time? You know what I mean? Like there aren't that many frequent updates as you see with COD. I mean, Fortnite, even Fortnite. I mean, I talked to friendly machine, uh, a good buddy of mine. Now he even says sometimes things do get pretty dry for Fortnite and it, and it gets crazy. I'm like, damn, that's, I mean, that's crazy to think about. Cause I think, you know, Fortnite two years ago, that wasn't the case. There was stuff happening every week, but now I think they've slowed down on how their updates work. So it's a bit different. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I definitely think con yeah, content, um, content outputs much different from COD to, to other series. That's kind of how, how I'll put it with that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm quite worried for the launch of Vanguard because obviously Cold War did kind of have that issue of not having quite enough content at launch. I, Modern Warfare kind of had it too, and so did Sledgehammer's last title, which was World War II. So yeah. it could be you. Um, and obviously, I mean, Tom's normally fairly good with his info. So... Yeah, I mean, if he says that, then I believe him. But they, I mean, they might pull off a recovery and get back uh, to a better yeah. state. I, I won't even hold Tom funny. accountable for that info. Let's just say his source believes that. But mm -hmm. let's look at it from like a source perspective. Whether he's QA, whether he's a dev, who knows who the person is? Could even be an executive at, at the company. I think that's almost the same conversation every year. Where oh, the COD's not looking great behind the scenes, and ends up releasing just fine. Black Ops Four is the exception, where it's like, what the hell went wrong behind the scenes here? QA clearly wasn't even hired for this game. That's kind of how we all felt about it, at least. So, the same yeah. conversation every year. Oh, it's not doing great. Oh, you know, there's issues. This, this, and that. I mean, look at COD Twenty Twenty, man. It was a sledgehammer game where Raven was helping them with, and then it drastically changed from that to a Treyarch game where Raven was helping them with, and then all of a sudden we have Black Ops Cold War. So. I think they can pull off a, a, a clutch before November, whenever this game drops. But Fajardi, how do you feel about, you know, th this discussion about, oh, Vanguard's not looking good. I mean, do you even trust that conversation anymore? Or are you way past that point where you even believe that that's even possible, right, for a COD not to be in good shape before release? I mean, that's pretty much standard issue now with COD. It's usually a shit show before release. So I, I, I don't. I don't really uh, mind about that, but I mean, if you're if someone's saying this is going to be Black Ops Cold War 2.0, I I don't see how that's negative at all. <laughs> yeah, because we're enjoying the game. I mean, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, that's basically what I was going to say. I mean, I, I see that I see that as an absolute win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what I do see though is definitely problems integrating it with Warzone. You know, for Cold War, you could say they got lucky because they just oh go back in time to the '80s, but you go back to the World War II era. For Verdansk again, or do you do? I mean, I, I, I can't do it. Yeah, that's why I brought it up in a video yesterday. I was like, 
or not yesterday, a few days ago, where, you know, what if the plan right now is, okay, let's not do a World War II Verdansk. Let's do a a different map. What, what if they just throw Euro Mountains in, in, in Warzone next to Verdansk 84 to kind of supplement that itch for another Warzone update when the next Call of Duty is out? And then you can maybe do a small scale World War II era Warzone experience that maybe replaces Rebirth, maybe. I mean, that's kind of an idea, but... Uh, it's the whole lore of it as well is that Verdansk was destroyed in the 80s and rebuilt so it makes sense to have a map then yeah they're, 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 presumably anyway World War 2 Verdansk wouldn't be too different to Cold War Verdansk fair fair and we know about the X2 event which the Cold War reveal was codenamed X1 last summer so X2 is probably the reveal event for Sledgehammer's next game which was found in the files for Warzone recently and X2 apparently we're going to be seeing the Panzer Zug I think I said it right which is an armored train from the Second World War in real life that we got to see in the World War II campaign a couple years ago. So that's probably going to replace the train in Verdansk right now. But again, lore, how does that work? Do you have some dark ether explanation where some anomaly happens and we get some World War II era technology in Verdansk now? I'm like, I don't know how they would make that work, but that's apparently a part of the lore, reveal. Yeah. I mean, I think have they, they they still haven't added those red doors that Fast were to be coming. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's not in yet, but... I mean, as soon as that's in, that's kind of law gone, right? As soon as you can just walk through a door and appear somewhere. Like, <laughs> the subway system kind of made sense. This doesn't so much. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I get that one. Um, but, I yeah, I, I don't I don't think law matters. I, I think I think adding law to a battle royale is always a mistake. Oh, I agree 100%. Um, yeah, 100%. Because they, they just can't make sense. It's just I, doesn't. I think, yeah. Blackout, attempt i've seen it uh where it did kind of make sense it, it was obviously a stretch and it was just trying to make it fit but it did work but blackout's explanation but warzone is just it's just making shit up at this point like there's multiple <laughs> versions of wood there's multiple versions of woods for some reason woods has barely aged in modern day um uh, yeah i've left it yeah. more at look the operators you play as in warzone aren't canon but the map and the events in the map are canon so Quick example, right? Yeah, and it says it's not confirmed yet, but it looks like Operation Inversion and Outbreak, where we sent those nukes to the ocean, that may have one of those nukes may have hit the Vodianoi ship, and because of Dark Ether Energy, it sent it to the future, which is why we saw the Vodianoi in Verdant season two a couple months ago. That could be an explanation to like tie that in. But aside from that, it looks like you know seeing Verdant get nuked and seeing Mister Z and seeing you know Task Force One for One on Verdant, you know, a couple months ago, that was canon. But then playing as Cold War operators on 2020 Verdansk wasn't canon. So now we're in Verdansk 84. I could say, all right, playing as the Modern Warfare operators probably isn't canon on that. Uh, so it's almost like you have to pick and choose what's canon and what's not with the Battle Royale. I agree. It's like yeah, it doesn't really. Yeah. Then you've got the Cold War reveal event, which, which is even less fun. Yeah, that's yeah. You could just say that was something just for the sake of marketing. I'll I'll, I'll leave yeah, it there. Like, I mean, whatever. Look, look, um, look, like, why is Wood just chilling on the map waiting for you? Yeah, for no real reason. I, I, I yeah. Again, based on Black Ops Two, should be almost in a wheelchair by this point. Even if you decanonize Black Ops Two, he still would be that, that old. Age. Yeah, about that age, he would still be that old, basically crippled. Right. And somehow he's on his army uniform ready to go. Yeah, that, that, that's why I'm like, you know, with Warzone story, I, I'm on the fence of saying, look, we need a timeline, Zombies Chronicle style, from Call of Duty to just to just solidify, all right, every Black Ops game still canon, which I think they are. I, I, we'll talk about that later. 
It's now tied into Modern Warfare 2019, maybe tied in with Sledgehammer's next game, and here's how Warzone kind of fits underneath all of that. If they just come out with even a blog post that just as a paragraph explaining that, I, I think I'd feel a little bit better about it. But if they would have said, hey, by the way, guys, we have events coming up and little Easter eggs that are just there for fun, aren't canon to the story, let's not confuse you guys. If they said that, that would have been helpful. But, you know, Blackout, yeah, it's like you said, Blackout was an example of where they're like, all right, how do we explain the 54 Immortals? How do we explain, you know quote-unquote savannah mason looking for the best of the best for her team well put her put put them on a battle royale and find out that that made sense warzone story at first with modern warfare kind of made sense continuation of spec ops and campaign but then you start tying in cold war and everything and then it's like all right you kind of have like five stories going at once so it it, <laughs> it got a bit messed towards the end there I, I i will say that um can't deny that at this point let me see yeah it definitely um it got to a confusing point to say the least. I mean, I, I can see that they're trying, like the whole thing of there's only Cold War weapons on the ground of Warzone. You can see them trying, right? Um, yeah. But I don't know where they go going forward. The Black Ops series, I would guess they wouldn't decanonize Black Ops Two. I think it's a bit too loved for them to do that. I could maybe see them doing it with Black Ops Three and Four. I really wouldn't yeah. be surprised if they did those games, but. I think Black Ops 2, they wouldn't want to fuck with. Black Ops 2, what I see right now is that they're going to keep the past era of that game canon. So we're building up to that right now. But they might rewrite the future part of Black Ops 2 so that they can tie in Modern Warfare 2019, rewrite David Mason, Task Force 1 for 1, crossover of sorts. That's kind of what I'm yeah. guessing right now. But, I mean, we'll, I think, we'll, we'll know soon. I think, it, I think it's more likely David Mason appears in a Modern Warfare game at this point than in a Black Ops game. Yeah, that, that could happen too. Um, I wouldn't. Be, I'd be surprised to see him in a Black Ops game, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him in like Modern Warfare Two. A couple of years from now, I, I almost see them pulling a COD Mobile where they just say "fuck it" and just throw everything everywhere and just say, "Yeah, it's gonna sell better this way. It's gonna hit that nostalgic nerve on the community. Let's just do this. Who gives a shit about they're doing you know? that? They're doing that. Prices in Black Ops Cold War now for some reason. Which again, it was so easily explained that they've said it was his father because, as you know, you know Operation Charybdis where uh, John Price, sir. The father of Captain Price was involved in that operation with uh, Ryan Jackson, and they were tasked with killing Mason Hudson and Weaver at the time. I think Woods was already uh, away doing whatever his whatever he was doing with the CIA. But uh, they could have just said, "Yeah, it's, it's Captain Price's father." Boom. Because Cryptus, people out there are like, "Oh, Cryptus isn't canon." You know, where does it say it was Price, sir? The French version of I think Black Ops One revealed it. Intel and Black Ops One talked about Cryptus, and then Firebase Z had a document also mentioning Cryptus again, kind of giving us closure to it, saying that it got dissolved. So the operation started but never completed, and that's that of course explains how Mason Hudson Weaver are still alive, you know, to this day. So they recanonized Cryptus, you could say, but then kind of screwed up this price operator in Cold War. I'm like, why? <laughs> you could have, so that's why it's like you said, more proof that they're kind of just throwing everything everywhere. And they're starting to do that already, as it seems, you know, kind of confusing. They wrote it as if it was nothing as well. Right. They're just like, oh yeah, by the way, it was like a by the way thing. <laughs> well, yeah, it was just, like, yeah. it, it, it was just <clears throat> written as if like, it was no surprise that he'd just be there. Right, right. Yeah, it's kind of like whatever. Um, I, I also wanted to go into hacking because I, I thought about this the other day when I was I was sitting down writing some notes and I'm like, you know what I just thought of? Back in the day when you're playing Call of Duty, wasn't it funny how the meme at the time or you could say the reoccurring gag was every time you died, you could be like, oh, he's hacking, he's hacking, he's modding, bro. He has a, a certain controller or using a PC and keyboard. You know, there, there was a joke about that 
all the time and playing multiplayer. Often, and more often than that, you'll be right. Yeah. Now, oftentimes today, you'll actually see that. I mean, Fajardi, how many times have you seen a hacker in Warzone, though? This, this is what gets me all the time. How many times have you seen an actual hacker playing Verdansk? Tell me. I, I haven't. I haven't seen one. Answering, tr- answering truthfully, I haven't, I haven't seen one. I, I have seen one in Rebirth and one in Verdansk. And I, I will say, I don't play I've that. I've seen glitches, but yeah, not hackers. I, I've seen glitches. I can argue that I've played enough Warzone to see them. And that's why I'm still confused. It must be people having bad luck. There, there's hackers everywhere. Me saying this right now, people are going to say, oh, DK's claiming there's no hackers. I know there's hackers. I've seen plenty of footage, plenty of proof. But I see a lot of content creators specifically who go and say, oh, dude, you know, every game there's hackers. Every game SPMM screwing me over. And I'm like... When I play Warzone, I'll put in a good four or five hours on that day playing Power Grab the other day, for example, on stream or playing off screen, doing the challenges for the 80s event. I was playing quite a bit of Warzone and didn't see much hacking. So I'm like, am I just the luckiest guy ever or is it just really bad luck on some people's end to be running into these fucking assholes? I don't know. But the hacking, yeah, I know there's proof of it. I've seen it. You know, with that, I think it's kind of a a never ending conversation where the real reason it keeps going on is because the game is free. People are constantly making accounts every couple of minutes and inserting these ads and whatever they or not ads, inserting these hacks that they bought, you know, online, certain websites. I think the real solution is for Activision to kind of crack down on the websites out there selling these abilities for Warzone. That's kind of the the, the start. The anti-cheat exists. It may not be that great, but how good could they make the anti-cheat when the game's free to play to begin with? You know, how do you solve that problem? You know what I mean? What do you think about that, Sam? I think, yeah, if you get rid of it at the source, that's probably the best way to get rid of it, right? You're not going to get... You can't ban every hacker, so you're better off... I mean, the same reason, like... Yeah, yeah I, I don't think you can ban every hacker, and... Yeah, it's not going to happen. You're, you're going to get a lot further, because as well, if you just... You take action, if they actually cr- cracked down and took some legal action on one or yeah. two of the people making these things, it would put others off doing it. Um, right. I, that's uh, probably the best way they're going to see any kind of results. Yeah. I, I bring yeah, this up because it was, a, it was a joke for so long playing Call of Duty multiplayer. Oh, he's hacking, he's hacking. But because of, you could say, the rise of actual hackers today in Warzone, I, I will almost go on a limb and say that now people could use that excuse even more, even when somebody isn't hacking. So somebody may lose a gunfight. Oh, the guy's hacking. Oh, SPMM. Do you really know, though? Because you could see sometimes from a kill cam, oh, yeah, the guy's aimbotting, you know, 50 miles away, or the guy has unlimited health, stim shot. You could see in some kill cams, the guy's definitely hacking. But sometimes I see people out there losing a gunfight or just losing in general in Warzone saying, oh, the guy's hacking for sure. So it's almost like that oh, yeah. joke from back in the day has, has kind of... Uh, been injected with steroids now. That joke has just <laughs> become even even crazier now in, in any Call of Duty event that, that I see going on. It's it's the excuse is being used more and more by big content creators and just any casual at this point. So it's almost like the rise in hackers, yeah, it's a problem, but now the joke is also a bigger problem at this point. You don't know when they're hacking. You know, what, what do you think about that? I mean, it's just people really have a tendency to jump to it now. Like, people just use it like immediately go to he's hacking and i've seen so many clips on tiktok youtube every platform yeah where people are making these claims and you just look at it and it's just like now nah, they could might be sure but they could also still just be good <laughs> you, you might not be the best player in the world so just bear in mind that people yeah. out there are probably better than you i mean that goes for anybody yeah it, it, <laughs> it's like uh i think majority and i were playing fire team or, or we we're playing we we're playing something at, at one point i was doing a gameplay stream recently and i remember Somebody was accusing me of, 
you know, having a certain controller, cheating, whatever, or reverse boosting. And majority's like, what if you're just good at the game? <laughs> why is that so hard to, like, to yeah, like, why is that hard to accept that somebody could be good at a game they're covering every single day? You know what I mean? Like, that's it's just, you know. Yeah. And how do I say that without sounding like I'm boasting myself or like I'm, I'm thinking I'm above anybody else? I'm just trying to say, like, hey, if I've been playing this game for over a decade, I cover it every day. Maybe I know what I'm doing when I'm playing, so I may be able to get good gameplays. Somebody was like, oh, why is it you drop nukes in your multiplayer videos but not on stream? And I'm like, how many streams have I done where I was like 25-0, and 27-0, I get killed by a gas miner, a sniper? Shit happens, bro. It's like if the nuke happens, it happens. But when you're playing off stream, what happens, Majority, right? What did you respond when somebody said that, right? <laughs> I mean – when you're when you're on stream, right? Your main purpose is to is to is to entertain, not to sit there, silence, <laughs> be yeah. silent, yeah, and just uh, and just try hard. I mean, you're there to entertain. You're there to read chat. You're there. To, you're there to, you know, not be a yeah. not be a two by four wooden board, just faceless. Yeah, you know? M- mouth open, <laughs> drooling, fucking like, <laughs> oh, no. yeah. I I, I mean. When you look at uh, a multiplayer stream, at the same time, you can also get stream sniped unintentionally. What if people that are watching run into your lobby, maybe intentionally too, and they may have your stream pulled up, and then they'll go ahead and you know know where you're at. I mean, doing stuff on stream can be hard. I'm grateful that usually on my gameplay streams, we're dropping some great clips, having some good laughs, getting some wins. Like it's a ton of fun. My last gameplay stream from last Sunday, um, it was a mixture of like Fire Team Elimination, Warzone Power Grab. It was one of those streams where. If I died tomorrow or if I had to retire from YouTube, that was a stream to end off on with the fucking bang. Dude, the gameplay was so crazy. We were getting some crazy kills and wins, man. It was such fun. Such fun. Um, I wanted to do one more stream if I went on vacation, so that was the one to do it. Uh, a lot of fun with that, man. We had such good such good laughs and wins on Power Grab Warzone, Fireteam Elimination. It, too many clips to even to even go back and look at. It was just it was fun. Um, but yeah, in terms of gameplay though, I mean something that Prestige brought up, Sam, which I'm sure you'll agree with, is that since COD multiplayer, or just COD in general, has been around for so long now, what if over the years, players also got better? Not just because content creators have brought out videos where they're saying, oh, best loadouts or best this. People may have just studied the game over the past couple of years and gotten better at it. So you might see less noobs, so to speak, every year. I mean, what if that's the case as well? What if it's not the game designed against you with SPMM? what i mean yeah because more than that everyone spent a good amount of time with games in general now like going back to the older cod days you had people like that could be like their first video game right 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 like whereas now everyone has played something before everyone's gonna have played probably even another first person shooter and it does kind of translate a lot oh yeah so i don't think any i i don't think you really get just noobs anymore like basically everyone will have played another card my trick yeah my trick is not reverse boosting at all it's turning crossplay off on playstation and playing at about 5 6 a.m you'll see less sweats now you're not gonna find potatoes either but you'll find less snipers less people using mac 10s or 74us that's been my strap for dropping nukes recently i take my girlfriend to work in the morning she works first shift come back home play a couple of matches of multiplayer crossplay off i don't find some pretty fair lobbies where a nuke is possible but most of the time during the day or close to night, you'll see all the sweats, all this. So to me, it's strategy, just knowing when to play the game and finding less BS lobbies. That's the way I look at it. But my whole issue with the hacking to wrap that up is more of when you have tournaments where there's thousands of dollars on the line and people are using VPNs, reverse boosting. That to me is bullshit. 
like how is the skill really reflected with who is the better player in that tournament when they're connecting to fucking Indian handicapped servers or something where people are not even moving, they're shooting the sky, running in circles, like, and then you're winning thousands of dollars for cheating, really? Like to me, it doesn't it doesn't sit well with me when I think about that, you know? Um, That's why I think I think those tournament ideas are bullshit. They're too RNG based. It's yeah. a tournament has. It, if you're gonna make it a proper tournament, it has to be everyone is playing against each other. You are in the those same people, lobby. right? Those people. Yeah, yeah. No, I fully agree. It's pros playing pros. It's not just pros playing whatever noobs they happen to run into. Yeah, and 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 that's why I said that too. I'm like, it's almost the same deal with this World Series of Warzone versus ZWC. You know, a tournament with Battle Royale, for example, like you said, RNG, what if you run into a bunch of scumbags camping, but you might be the better player. You might be capable of winning that tournament, but you lose because of somebody camping in a corner with a rose skin using a MAC-10. Did that that tournament really reflect your skill or is that RNG? Who are you going to run into? And then the zombie side of things, you could practice an Easter egg 100,000 times, get it right 99% of the time, right? You have a whole, a whole good record down. You have a good time. You know what you're doing. But then the day of the tournament comes out, ZWC, and then your RNG doesn't go your way, and then you lose. But you may have been the better Zombies player compared to others, but still couldn't win. So there's a lot of chance involved in shit like this. I mean, most sports are like that too with, you know, different aspects of the rules and what day, what stadium you're playing at. Sir, there's some quote-unquote RNG with almost everything. But when it comes to Warzone and Zombies, it's like, can true skill be reflected by a lot a lot of what's going on? Then throw hackers into the mix, too. People are hacking in Verdansk, hacking everywhere. I mean, I've seen people out there streaming, you know, a tournament where lots of money's on the line. They're doing great, and then final circle, somebody has a stim glitch. They can't even kill the final person because they're hacking, like, 10 miles away, and they lose the tournament because of that. It's like, really? Was that, I mean, how do you react to that? Do you give them a pass? Do you give them some money? I mean, that's why, to me, the whole idea of this, almost doesn't work in most in most aspects because of the hacking or the cheating going on or the RNG. You know what I mean? Well, that's what I think. Well, firstly, on the zombie side, I don't think zombies works yeah. as an eSport. Right. Uh, just my personal opinion, I think. Just it's an opinion. Too, yeah. It's, it's, it's too random. The nature of it, it's not built to be competitive. I right. don't think in the slightest it's built to be a co-op based game it's not what it's built for and with these battle royales as i said before i think it uh, the nature of esports has to be pros against pros it's not pros against random amateurs yeah no i i get that too um Fajardi, how do you feel about the competitive aspect not multiplayer but do you see the warzone and zombies sides of things competitively working right now or do you think there's some major issues going on with that um zombies definitely not Especially with the with the mode going more casual, right? right. I think it's pretty yeah. much pointless at this point. Um, but with Warzone, I mean, I've seen a few tournaments where they just get into a private match of all like the people invited. Yes, yes. And it, I mean, that, that I mean that's probably the rawest form you're going to get of a of an actual tournament based on you know points of how many kills raw, you get. Yeah, raw skill right there. Yep. Yeah, but I do think um, even even if it was a random lobby. I still think it holds more uh, a less. I think it holds less RNG and more skill um, involved with Warzone, just because you know you, you might run into somebody that that might be better than you. Fair, or, yeah, uh, yeah. I yeah, just, no, I, I also kind of Yeah, no, I, no, I get zombies. that. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. On the zone. On the zombie side, do we know the challenges for ZWC? Like, are they doing Cold War or is it Black Ops Three again? Or what's uh, Let me actually let me pull up their Twitter right now. Let's see. 
I don't know. Have they released that publicly? If anybody knows in the chat, please yeah. drop a comment. I, I found it. Yeah. Well, there's some there's some challenges here. All right, we've got an outbreak round ten speed run. Oh wait, uh, no, I, just, I just found something too. But this is not. Let me see his outbreak mention. Round ten. Five AC round twenty five Xfil D Machina bare bones high round. Oh yeah, I. I found yeah. on February 24th, I found from Joey from No Thumbscrew, he, uh, Firebase Z, 25Xville, Ancient Evil Easter Egg Speedrun, D Machina High Round, Garad Krovi Easter Egg Speedrun, Classified First Room, that's awesome, Garad Krovi Easter Egg Speedrun, Garad Krovi, oh, that, that said that already, uh, Shadows Evil Round 30 Speedrun, and Shangri La High Round. That's, I don't see Outbreak, I'm sure Outbreak's on here, right? Surely. Let me see, ZWC Outbreak, let me look that up. You saw, Where'd you find that from, Sam? This is just on the site. There's a bit down the bottom that's got the Outbreak one. 5AZ, D-Machina High Round, Ancient Evil Easter Egg, Classified First Room, Gorod Easter Egg, ah, yeah. Edo 30, and Shangri-La High Round. Yeah, ZWC's Twitter did mention, yeah, so Outbreak, Firebase, D-Machina, Ancient Evil, Classified, Gorod, Krovi, Shadows, and Shangri-La are the maps they're going to be going with for this event. I mean, pretty sure those are those are old though. I think April third. This was tweeted. Oh, it says for the online yeah. tournament submissions, but is the online tournament to get in? That's or, over. Oh, is, okay, that's over. That so that's not a part of the main, the main, the main event. Then I don't think. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure. Anyway. Yeah. Reg I'm pretty yeah. Sure Regardless, though, yeah. So that that's that's just a you know a glimpse of what CWC was doing. But um, yeah, no, I I definitely I feel that that explanation of of the RNG aspect of things right with Warzone I think it's a bit better but with zombies it's like eh, I don't really know how I feel about that man it, it doesn't it doesn't really entice me too much but if you guys are excited about it hopefully people that want to make it in there make it in there I know there's some talented people out there that I know for a fact should be in there and hopefully we'll make it when they announce the the winner very soon for I think it was the online tournaments or ZWI or however that works um it's in Vegas this June I, I lost track of what was going on with it but it's interesting that they used Outbreak um, yeah, yeah, that's surprising. Uh, I thought they'd want to keep it quite bare bones, but right, uh, yeah, right. But like Fajardi said, it's kind of it's kind of strange how zombies is kind of going more casual friendly, you know, for the foreseeable future. So I'm wondering how the esports aspect of that will change as well. You know, they'll have to make up some new challenges or figure out a way to adapt to the new mechanics of Black Ops Cold War. But the the thing is, there's only so many times they can keep doing Black Ops Three. Oh yeah, I, I'm at, at least they're at least they're not doing any core maps besides Shadows. They're going with uh, what was it, just Shangri La and oh no, they are doing Gorod. Yeah, they're not even doing. They should have done like Moon or something, even though that's really RNG based. But uh, they're, doing, they're they're just doing normal Black Ops. 3. Yeah, they did Shadows, Gorod, and uh, Shangri La, and then or from what we know right here, there, there could be a different list out there. I don't know about. So yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But um, overall, the next big topic I wanted to go into was regarding the battle pass flip flop. <laughs> if you guys are like, what does that mean? So I think it's really interesting, and this is a huge topic that I was thinking about for days. It's really interesting to see where the community is at right now. People want to go back to the old method of DLC, where you pay for a season pass for fifty bucks, sixty bucks, so that you know what you're going to get over the course of that cycle. People out there are already advocating for that because they're not a fan of essentially Activision having the freedom to drop anything whenever they want because there are no contractual obligations. I mean, how crazy is that? Only, what, a good year and a half of this new model, people are already going back to wanting the battle pass. Or, I'm sorry, the season pass. Did I say battle pass? Yeah, I said <laughs> I said I wrote season pass. I wrote the wrong word in uh, the topic box. But how do you feel about that? Let me, let me actually change that word real quick. Um, season pass, flip-flop, not battle pass. All right. 
What are your thoughts on that, Sam? Oh, I think you went AFK for a second, Fajardi. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, my disco, my disco cut out there for a second. Oh. That was really weird. Oh, good. Um, but yeah, um, I lost you for a second. But is this reference to the um, the twelve month battle pass thing? That was oh no, about. we'll get to that. But we, uh, oh, that's, that's, yeah, that's okay. that's really spicy. You know, I, I was saying first though, it's crazy how only a year and a half into <laughs> this free DLC model, people are already flip flopping and saying we want the old model back. We want to have a season pass where we know oh. we're gonna get for. Uh, the foreseeable future of that game cycle. So it's crazy that people are already asking for that, but then during Black Ops 4, it was it was hell. People were like, oh, we hate this. We don't want the Black Ops pass. Give us free maps. Look at where we're at right now. Isn't that crazy to think about? Yeah, I think the free model suits multiplayer well. Yeah. So I, think, I think it suits a Modern Warfare title really well. And I think it suits a Treyarch multiplayer well. But I think they should have just done like a zombies pass, you know, twenty five yeah. bucks. It, it's almost crazy how how we flip flopped completely in terms of content because Black Ops Four had a free battle pass every time a new operation dropped, but the season pass you had to pay for to get new multiplayer and zombies maps. Now we're all right. You have to pay for your battle pass for ten bucks, but then everything else is free. So we've done a complete one eighty because the community was asking for that. I mean, they weren't asking for a paid a paid battle pass, but they were asking for free maps. Now we're at that point, and it's like, you got to pick and choose, man. Because of the business aspect of the gaming industry, we're always going to have to pay for something. People out there really do want free games and free updates every week. <laughs> we can't, you can't oh, have I, it that way. I don't, think, yeah. I don't think people seem to get the games of costs. Yeah. Um, People don't seem to get why games cost a certain amount. I mean, you can argue, right? Activision, EA, Ubisoft, all these big publishers out there, they have so much money. They've made so much money. So theoretically, they could probably fund free content and battle passes, but make you pay for the base game at least. They can they can afford that, but this is not the way it goes. So why complain about something that isn't going to happen, right? At least constructively criticize what is being offered right now, but having these un unreal expectations for content doesn't make sense to me. So that's why I'm like, yeah. no, go ahead. Why would they keep updating it? If they could just sell you a $60 game, Yeah. why would they keep updating it? If they want to make something post-launch, even if the DLC is free and that money is made up in cosmetics and microtransactions, right, right. They're not, no game right now is staying updated after launch without selling some something to you right i mean you, you can argue you, you can argue that uh bungie's doing good right now with destiny they, they, they stepped away from activision but i think it's a known fact that because they're not with activision anymore destiny has much less budget now so it, it kind of puts in perspective you know kind of this trade-off in a way it, it, it's simple business 101 here if they're making that much money on the game they're making that much money on microtransactions the post-launch output therefore they're able to provide more content pretty frequently. But you take away the big publisher like Activision, who has a lot of money, even if they're making money off the base game, if you don't have a publisher that's worth a lot of money, that has a lot of money, the content output post-release will be much less. And that's what Destiny 2 has been seeing since they've left Activision. So it's like, what do you want? Would you rather Activision step away, you pay for the base game and see no DLC later? Or would you rather have it kind of how we have now, where you pay for the base game, you give money to the publisher for DLC or, or for whatever, and then they're able to provide you with more maps and more content for like 10, 11 months before their next game drops. You know, it's like, 
<laughs> you got to pick and choose what you want to see at this point. It, it, you know, if you're in the community right now, it's it's, it's interesting. Um, what are your thoughts on the business aspect of it, though, for Jardy? I mean, what do you think about people's complaints about lack of output, you know, the flip-flopping? I mean, what does that make you feel? Well, I I was going to say that what you were talking about was I actually read the Reddit post um, on the College Zombies Reddit. Um, oh, it I said know. that it was just it was it wasn't talking about free content in general. It was talking about just free zombie maps. Yeah, and then people I, I told you I told you this yesterday, but people are acting like that just because Firebase is free, we wouldn't have gotten it if we paid for it. Yeah, but, but we we're getting Firebase either way, whether we bought it in a zombies pass or not. Right. So, uh, so I don't really get that. But from the that business is, side of yeah. it, I think uh, you know. It's it's a lot more appealing to people to where they just pay once and then they get free updates throughout the entire year. I think it's very smart. It keeps people coming back and it, it, it lets people think that they can, um, you know, just enjoy content without indulging in anything else. But that's kind of their plan to for them to get MTX and cosmetics. Yeah. Uh I would definitely say, in terms of zombies specifically, if you look at that leak, for example, that I brought up in a video recently, there was the guy on the Call of Duty public Discord. Remember the Sam when the guy on Discord was leaking early images of the Machina? He was putting info out there. Do you remember that? It was, uh, yeah. I think it was August, September. So yeah. he, I, I couldn't believe this. I went back to it recently to look at the information, and he said Berlin is season four. When, when we first heard that, you know, we're like, wow, season, how does he know about season four? Clearly, they're on some type of similar schedule that they had from the summer. You know what I mean? They're still on the same track they wanted to be on. You know, the train hasn't derailed by any means. Because of no season pass, though, they're able to say, all right, community, we're going to drop you Firebase, season one reloaded, not season two like it was originally planned. We have it done early. Here's the map now. Enjoy that. We're going to bring you Outbreak a couple weeks later. And then for the next couple of months after that, we'll just be updating Outbreak so that we can polish Berlin better and whatever's coming after that. But because they went that route, people are like, oh, there's less content than ever. But that's not the case. It's the same content, just on a different release schedule. You know what I mean? It's like if you're still getting the same thing. It's just the timely manner in which you're getting it frustrates people. And I get it. If you only play zombies, I respect your opinion, but... This is not me saying, oh, wake up, smell the coffee, get used to this. That's not me saying that. What I'm saying is Call of Duty today is meant to be played as a complete package versus how it was years ago where, like Black Ops 3, it almost seems like the multiplayer and zombies were being updated individually and exclusively to where you can pick one or the other and be fine. But these days, there's enough content all the way around. But I think now Activision's like, yeah, with the cross-progression, give Warzone a shot. Give Zombies a try. Don't just focus on multiplayer. Play other things. So it's kind of like they've they've changed the approach to the franchise. It's a complete package now where they want you to try everything. So I think the change in DLC doesn't bother me at all. I'm still playing a lot of multiplayer, a bunch of Warzone. So whenever new Zombies content's out, I'll be playing it. But, you know... Well, that's because... As well, in Black Ops 3, they were designed to feel like different games. The zombies yeah. and multiplayer feel like they belong in different games. Zombies is all historical. I Yeah. And I, multiplayer yeah. is boost jumping and shit. But Cold War, the zombies and the multiplayer are in the Cold War. So they are right. going to feel... I said the exact same thing recently. I said the atmosphere of Black Ops 3 zombies was its own thing. The atmosphere yeah. of Black Ops 3 multiplayer was its own thing. Drastically. When I say drastically, I'm saying drastically different atmosphere. Drastically different gameplay. Even Black though they're using the same weapons. In Black Ops 3, multiplayer isn't even like the campaign. 
the campaign even feels different. Yeah, me, even the yeah. So, hundred percent. And then you look at Black Ops Cold War. It, it's specifically and purposely designed so that multiplayer Warzone and zombies mechanics all intertwine with one another, so that players who may be addicted to just one mode are inclined to try the others. And then business-wise, therefore, they may be encouraged to spend money on microtransactions. They know that if they buy a bundle, they can use it in all modes, not just one. I think Activision knows that, that the microtransaction model back then may have still made them a lot of money, without a doubt. But when you were restricted on being able to only use that thing you bought in one mode, it may have caused less sales to take place. But nowadays, you could use it anywhere you want, literally anywhere. So business-wise, it was huge for them to pull that off, and they did. And it worked out. <laughs> they made the most money they've ever made as a fucking publisher for microtransactions. Do the math. <laughs> That's where we're at right now. Well, because as well, yeah, going off of that onto the th the thing I mentioned a minute ago about the uh, the battle pass thing, I think um, the idea of selling multiple battle passes together kind of seems like they're trying to go back to something a bit more like that because it does seem to go with that because I believe the report also said the the twelve month thing would actually include a Call of Duty title. That's so crazy. They're so they're basically turning Call of Duty itself into a subscription service. Right, which is where we saw the franchise going anyway, because we're looking at the Call of Duty mobile model, the free to play aspect, and mm -hmm. somehow combine that with the subscription service. So if you do both at the same time somehow, if you somehow can find a way to make all that work at once, that's probably what they're going for. So I'll pull up this, this tweet right here. I'm not sure where this came from, but Modern Warzone tweeted yesterday, breaking, Call is reportedly considering adding six and 12 month battle pass subscriptions for future games and even Warzone. The 12 month option would include a free Call of Duty title amongst other incentives. Full story coming tomorrow on ModernWarzone.com. I'm not sure if you wrote the article or not, but uh, I also find it ironic that lately we've been seeing a lot of Call of Duty surveys by Activision that accidentally give away future content, right? They revealed the red door travel for Warzone in a survey like two months ago. So there's, I don't know why they keep uh, mistakenly dropping these spoilers in these surveys. But uh, yeah, I mean, Fajardi, where do we start with that, right? A subscription service. What do you think about that one? Um, It's pretty much just going to be, like it said, it's just you get a quote-unquote free card with it, which it's basically just going to be the price of the subscription. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it'll be, I think it'll be cool, uh, especially for COD, even though I really think they should just release something just called Call of Duty and then just update them. I think that'll be the best. I think, I think that's the end goal one day, is just to have Call yeah. of Duty and then just update that for like five, ten years and then do a sequel after that. I, I don't think they'd necessarily do that, but what this sounds like to me is the idea, even though it's starting off with just the battle passes, this sounds like the first step to turning the franchise itself into a subscription service. Like, you pay yeah. your monthly subscription to just have access to the current Call of Duty. Right. And real quickly, too, I think what's crazy about this is that Activision, I mean, not surprisingly, but if you look at the Call of Duty franchise, since it's begun, I mean, since it's been around, I mean, they've managed to pull off a title every single year. I think they skipped 2004 or something, that one gap year, but that was over a decade ago. They managed to drop a game every year. They managed to innovate the franchise in new directions every couple of years, so that keeps things fresh. You know, they managed to keep this series alive, so to see this change coming at some point just shows you that Activision desperately cares about making sure that they keep up with the status quo. They keep up with, you know, uh, the fad at the moment, whether it's Battle Royale, whether it's free games, whether it's subscription services. They want to make sure they keep up with that. 
and keep Call of Duty relevant in that sense so that it doesn't ever feel like a quote-unquote, you know, forgotten or aged franchise where, yeah, it's had its run, it's over. They're keeping things going. So subscription service-wise, it's like Vajardi said, it's kind of just another way of saying, yeah, buy this full-price Call of Duty, but for an extra 30 bucks with this price, you'll get this season's season passes or battle passes, or with that, you'll get some other bonuses. So... um when they say 6 to 12 month versions of this though, I guess a 6 month version might be here's Black Ops Cold War for $100. The game's worth 60, but for the extra 40, we'll give you four of the upcoming battle passes, right? For the 12 month version, it might this be pass. Yeah, for the 12 month version, it might be all right, here's the full game with all the upcoming battle passes for the six upcoming seasons plus some more. Maybe it's that. I mean, it could be something else that we don't know about, but that's the way it sounds to me. At that point, they should just sell that in collector's editions, though, like where they just have a oh. special edition. And in the way that you used to get a season pass, you would just get all the battle passes. Is is this replacing collector's editions? Because if you don't, I don't know if you don't know, I don't know if you know this, but Black Ops Cold War is the first Call of Duty, I believe, in many, many years, over a decade, that didn't have a collector's item, which could mark the start of something different for how they start promoting these bundles, you know, before a game drops. What do you think? I think I think the big thing is that that was the first step. I think they're clearly trying to step away from physical media, I think. Um, it probably costs I a lot more to manufacture a bunch of that shit, too, and they're like, why? <laughs> why even do that anymore? And the, and the industry as a whole is stepping away from it, so it does make sense, and particularly with COVID, this year just made sense as a time to do that. Yeah. I, I was um, almost going to say a reason for that might have been the, the fallout with Bethesda, was that with Fallout where they marketed a certain bag you were gonna get for the collector's yeah. item, and then yeah. and then it was a and whole different bag, market. yeah. And I'm like, yeah. the BBB definitely got called about that one, which has me laughing to this day because I'm like, didn't you know that was the outcome? If you market, a, I mean, Fajardi, you took a class on this shit. How recently, dude? You market a product and you and you release a different one. Like that's not exactly how things go. That's not you're not gonna get away with that. So yeah. I'm like, I don't know what happened there. Well, yeah, obviously <laughs> you can tell by the. The internet backlash that that Fallout got or Fallout seventy six got for the collector's edition, uh, with that it was supposed to be a, a canvas bag, and when they got yeah, it, it was like nylon, a or duffel bag, yeah, or yeah, something. Plastic. Yeah, it's like plastic. It was meant to be not. That, yeah, yeah. I really feel like yeah. that may have been the start where Activision's like, "Hey, look at what just happened with Bethesda. Let's not take any risks like that." Not that they would have, but maybe they said, "Hey, let's kind of just take this opportunity to just move away from this kind of crap." And, and but you know what? I had so much fun making a video pre-release of Cold War. I went through all the Treyarch collector's editions from every game they've released, World at War to. Black Ops 4, and I'm like, man, I'm going to miss this tradition of having this collector's box to open up with the exclusive item. I definitely think uh, Jug Fridge to this day is the best one, but going forward, Sam's right. The digital era of games is probably where they're headed. They might, they're probably going to ditch the physical disc at some point. I mean, PS5 has a disc tray, of course, but maybe in the next couple years, they might say, we're going digital only. I'm not sure how that would harm Activision. Could it hurt their sales a little bit? Maybe now a little bit because of uh, the fact that everybody has good internet. Now everybody's transitioned to a cloud-only service yet. So maybe they're like, yeah, let's keep this for another couple of years. But I definitely think they'll <laughs> stray away from that at some point for sure. I, I'm pretty sure last I heard, I think the disc o digital-only PS5 actually sold more. Mm. But it didn't have more storage. It's kind of so, right than this version, which is weird. It did, it didn't, which it should, which it should have done. It definitely it's, should have. Been, yeah, I, I don't mean, get that. Yeah. Um, only thing I think that would stop COD taking this model, 
like the one I talk about where like they they sell you the battle pass all in one. Yeah. Is that they've got a really clever model going on right now, which makes the battle pass look more valuable than it is. In that they'll sell, in that they'll sell yeah. you the, this thing, and it's just like, oh yeah, it's got fourteen hundred cob points, blah blah blah. But they know they're getting almost all of them back off you next season because most people are just going to use them. To oh buy yeah, them who? I, I would like to ask this question. Anybody in chat watching this, who actually? And it's okay if you do. It's not nothing against that. Who actually bought the season one battle pass and to this day has saved all the cod points the battle pass gives you to buy the next battle pass? Have you ever I done do. that? Who? I do it every season. No way. You're joking. Bro. I, yeah, every I, season, I, I, I don't buy anything. <laughs> I actually have been as well. Hey, yeah. I don't... That's the way you're supposed I'm to do cheap. it. But the, a lot of people do do just spend the COD points. I do agree with you, but I, I personally... No, I, I, no and actually, I, w- I would prefer that, yeah, you pretty much get free battle passes every season by saving accordingly. You know, that's smart on your end. Don't look at me for an example of that, because you know my tax write-offs with all the bundles, you know. I'm, <laughs> my, my bundle locker is full of, full of all types of shit, but... Um, no, I mean, I wonder if there is a strong majority of the community that does that, but maybe maybe a minority at, at the least. But uh, I, I would definitely say, like Sam said, it, it's really it, it's smart business wise to say, yeah, we'll give you free COD points. Hey, maybe you can save them for the next battle pass or you can use them on the 15,000 bundles we have right here. You know what I mean? I mean, so many I'm, people have that logic. You get one and it's free. But that, but you're not gonna do that for me. <laughs> you're not you're just not gonna do that. Yeah. I've been riding. I've been riding my free cod points since season six of Modern Warfare. That's crazy, bro. You you could you could do that. You could have yeah, even you could have even taken those cod points and take it to like Black Ops Four, World War Two. You could. That's how crazy the cod point system is. You could take it to a cod that came out five years ago and still use them or whatever you want. Like that, that's insane. I don't, I don't well, think it goes back. Doesn't it? It goes back. Nah, I know Black Ops Four. Black, I saw Black Ops Four. I went back the other day and I saw my cod, the same amount of cod points I had from Four. At least it did. Unless they've changed it with Modern Warfare, then it should go back all the way. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Um, mm. Yeah. No, but I think that the future of Call of Duty is very interesting to me. That's why, in terms of content on YouTube, I'm always thinking about how, yeah, you know, Warzone may have been this big new thing that changed YouTube drastically in terms of Call of Duty content, but There'll be something else in a couple of years that does that again. You know, Warzone might, Warzone might be the future for maybe half a decade, maybe maybe even a decade. But at some point, Activision is going to say, let's let's move on to the next thing. Let's try something else with this franchise, see if it works. And it probably will work. Um, I think people out yeah, there... Oh, there's going to be other trends. There's going to be more oh, trends yeah. and stuff. Big pop time. Up and- That's why I, I always laugh when people say, oh, Call of Duty is a tired old franchise. You know, same game every year. And I'm like, is it though? If the numbers at Activision right now... They're during their investors call. If the numbers are showing them that they're going up, 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 and they're seeing numbers they haven't seen before, biggest player count ever. If they're seeing that, is COD really a tired old franchise then? Or are they just innovating every time a new trend comes out and making sure that sticks and it's working? So COD ain't going anywhere, whether anybody likes it or not. Think, you know what I mean? I think um I think COD actually started the new trend. And I think they I think they've restarted the trend of zombies. Oh, 100 percent Um because yeah. If you didn't know, uh, Watch Dogs just announced they're releasing yeah. a, a zombies mode. <laughs> yeah. Called, called the Legion of the Dead. That's mm-hmm. All the comments I saw on that were like, who the hell is asking for this? I was laughing at the comments I saw on Twitter, YouTube. People were like, who was asking for more zombies? I think people could be tired of zombies for sure, of like all the zombies genre, zombies in every game. You have your Resident Evil, you have your Call of Duty zombies, you have Outlast, whatever the fuck that is, which is more monsters anyway. But um, 
like I an outbreak, an outbreak style of zombies. An, so an outbreak style of semi-open world zombies is something pretty new that I think, yeah, Activision is definitely looking forward to for the foreseeable future in Outbreak, 100%. Isn't there a craze like this a while back where other companies started ripping off the zombies thing? Like, I remember an era like Far Cry put out a zombies thing. Yeah, Dying Light's a game. Yeah, there's so many games that do zombies, for sure. There was an era where, like, lots of people just started taking advantage of a card. I think it was just after Chronicles. Yeah, Chronicles is the best-selling map pack in... Or as as of now, I don't know, in Call of Duty history for PlayStation. I think for all... Maybe it might have been all platforms, not even PlayStation. Um, No, I agree. I I think uh, that's really interesting. I also think, though... Some people are in denial about where Call of Duty has gone, trend-wise, content-wise. They miss the old ways. So what they'll say in defense of their opinion is, oh, yeah, Call of Duty's dead. It's like, oh, they fucked up and everything's over. But no, it's actually the exact opposite, whether anybody likes it or not. The vocal majority you see on Twitter and Reddit don't represent the actual majority of the player base at all. And people still don't understand it to this day that that's how it works. I mean... <laughs> People out there haven't, haven't understood, and and it's not it's not on me or my responsibility or anybody really to to tell you guys how to feel about Call of Duty. But let's talk factually, at least statistically, analytically. Let's look at where the franchise is. It's doing better than ever. You know that's simple to put. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, it's hitting peaks still. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the time, every game they're doing new things that they've never done before. Right. I think like the introduction of Warzone was absolutely crazy launching a mobile game was crazy and putting a new kill streak in a Treyarch game was crazy right and now they're just trying to they're trying to figure out did you say new kill streak you said nuke right or sam nuke no the nuke yeah, nuke, uh, yeah. it was a yeah, nice topic nuke. anyway on the list that's funny yeah. you brought that up yeah, uh, yeah, that was, that was <laughs> yeah got, got clever uh, clever tie in there and that's what i'm saying i'm like they, they've really been trying with with just adding something new. So when it comes to the nuke streak, I, I find that really interesting because, I mean, Black Ops 2 is the first Treyarch game with a reward of sorts for dropping, what is it, uh, 30 kills. Uh, the nuke in Modern Warfare 2 was, I believe, 25, and then Modern Warfare 3 was 24 for the Moab. And every Infinity Ward game has had a nuke streak. Every Sledgehammer game today has had a nuke streak. The DNA bomb in Advanced Warfare. The what was it called in what World War II? I can't remember. Enlightenment. V two rocket. What was oh that's the V two rocket? Cool. Yes, the V two. Bro, and, and Ghost had the chem strike. So we've had a nuke streak in every non Treyarch title since Modern Warfare Two. That's crazy. But for the first time, we finally have a nuke streak in Black Ops Cold War thanks to the LTM known as Die Hardpoint. And it goes back to what I was saying earlier. There's some craze over Cranked right now. I don't know where this came from. I like Cranked, so I'm not complaining. But looking at how the mode works, so I think people out there still misunderstand how this nuke works. The nuclear in Cold War is still 30 kills. And you can use a War Machine Death Machine to get those kills. You can't use Aerial Streaks, though, to get that nuclear. It has to be weapons in your hand that you're using, even in the melee, to get the nuclear. But when it comes to the nuke streak over in Cranked, after you get five kills in this mode, it'll give you the specialist bonus, right? The, the more movement, bigger explosion, uh, some other perks. You'll get the bonus of being cranked after five kills with your gun. But then after those five kills, there'll be a meter on your left of the HUD with a skull in it. And you can fill that meter, but you can only fill it with gun kills, not your war machine, not your death machine, only gun kills. It took me, and let me, let me do some math real quickly. It took me, I think I was on a 23, and it gave me the nuke. But I had gotten about 7 kills with the War Machine before that that didn't count. So 
I want to say, correct me in the comments below if I'm wrong about this, I think it's about 15 gun kills, or maybe 20 gun kills straight to get the nuke. And what I recommend, though, is you go for the nuclear first. That's what you're going for. Go for the nuclear first because when you call in that nuke, it's going to kill you. So it'll, you'll lose your nuclear progress. So get the nuclear first, 30 kills, then go for the gun kills after that to get your nuke or hold on to it, then call it in. Um, it's a breath of fresh air, man, in multiplayer. Not easy to get, though, because when you're cranked, you have what? You have a time limit before you're going to blow up, so you got to make sure you're staying in the action, running around, playing the objective. What's cool about the mode is when you actually go to the hard point, your timer will pause. So you can play the objective accordingly, stay alive, and keep your timer, get your kills. I have fun with it, man. I mean, what do you think about the nuke, Fajardi? What are your thoughts first on them adding in an Infinity Ward-level kill streak into Cold War? How crazy is that? I find it very weird they added it for one specific limited time mode. I, I don't understand that. way too. Kind of strange, I, right? Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully they keep it. You know, they just add it normally. I think that would be cool. Uh, yeah, I will say I tweeted Matt Scrantz. I hope I said his name right. The designer over at Treyarch. He himself dropped a new recently. He, he tweeted a video out of doing it. It was hilarious. And I tweeted him. I'm like, a little idea I have is, you know, what if with every season coming up, you just take that nuke streak and put it in a different LTM. Just keep it in an LTM every season. Or starting with season four, maybe what you do is rotate it every couple of weeks across uh, domination, regular hardpoint, et cetera, et cetera. I guess you could say they've solidified the Black Ops and Modern Warfare in the same universe by adding this in, kind of like a, a tie back to Modern Warfare. But they also wanted to make this LTM as fresh as possible by doing something a bit different. It's insane. It's they're never going to put it in the base game. They're not just going to overhaul. But that would be too big of an overhaul, I think, to the general multiplayer. But I could see them putting it into more LTMs now that it exists. Because, like, like, say the nuke goes off in, oh, was it Dropkick the MOBA's called? I was going to say that, yeah. Drop yeah. what, yeah. And now that, that this is two LTMs now they've used it, and I feel like they might continue to use it in more. Yeah. But I... I, I would be very surprised if they just added it to the game in general. I, I said the same thing. I'm like, that's probably going to go away with Season 3 Reloaded once it's over. But I wouldn't mind them rotating across different modes in the base game. But one at a time. I, I mean, they could figure out something. But, uh, yeah, it's like you said, Dropkick. By the way, rest in peace, Dropkick. Where the hell is Dropkick at, man? <laughs> I had so much fun with that. I, I was <sighs> I was 24-0. Fajardi was there live. 24-0. It was like, what map was that? I think it was, what's the what's the plane map? Uh, checkmate. Checkmate. 24 and all, the enemy team left the game and it couldn't find other enemies and the game ended. I think another game we even did too on Checkmate where our team wouldn't stop scoring and the game ended. I was on a couple of good streaks on Dropkick. Another nuke mode, Stockpile though. That was my nuke mode. That was my go-to mode to go for nuclears. And unfortunately with Reloaded, they got rid of Stockpile. I'm not sure why because they kept it in even after Season 2 ended. I love Stockpile, but... After a while, snipers took over. All you would see in that mode was just fucking snipers. But if you played at like 5, 6 a.m., it was a pretty casual stockpile experience. I love the mode so much. I think it's because nobody really scores that much in stockpile. People pick up the tags but don't deposit them. So the matches the matches lasted pretty long. That's probably why snipers were there looking for their clips. Um, they got rid of it recently. But I'm like, whatever. Maybe they'll bring it back at some point. It's a fan favorite. But with this die hard point, I'm like, damn, it's addicting. It's fun. And the fact that it's only in this mode has me thinking that, yeah, maybe like Sam said, they'll bring it into other LTMs in future seasons. But I think the theme of a nuke in general fits Cold War perfectly. So I get why they've thrown it in Dropkick and now this. They'll probably find a different way to incorporate it in upcoming updates and seasons. But Treyarch has definitely seen our response to this. They know that we want to keep this in the game. You know, Raid Away was talking about it. A lot of big YouTubers, Prestigious Key, made a video about it. Uh, a lot of people out there were saying, keep it in the game. It, it keeps the game fresh. But... Don't think they're going to keep it in all modes. Maybe just a few. 
I'll pull, I'll pull up uh, Matt's clip here. He, he himself, a dev at Treyarch, got a nuke in Miami Strike. That's awesome. What were you going to say, though, Sam? I haven't checked out Miami Strike, actually. Is that the daylight version of it that's a bit smaller? It, to, right? me, it's, to me, it's a different map entirely. It plays nothing like the other Miami, yeah. for the better, that is. It's a because the old one was not very good. Um, They even fixed the old Miami a little bit. Did they, did they okay. fix the layout? I think they fixed the layout of the old Miami, and they fixed the lighting a little bit. So it plays a little bit better. I mean, um, it encourages camping, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe. I think they may have done something. I, I don't think it was a big change, though. They did do something. Right, Miami Day or Miami Day, Miami Strike does play very differently. It's its own experience, really. I mean, I've had a lot of fun on it. I mean, it's hit or miss sometimes, but I think overall, when you when you control the spawns and whatnot, it's fun. Uh, it's 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 a big improvement. I like I like I like the idea of weather variants. You know, I, I brought this up on a video the other day where I'm like. A weather variant like this made sense to drop now, but other weather variants like Diesel Night and some other content like that, Firing Range Night, you know, we had Arsenal Sandstorm and Black Ops 4. That kind of content to me fits the bill for strong filler content in a year two, not a year one, but that's if Trek even does a year two for this game. They might be helping Sledgehammer, so they might not have time to update Colder next year, but that's my take on weather Yo. variants. I mean, we don't even know where Trail go next. I'm still very confused on on that because cold war feels like an end to this era you can't really do a sequel to cold war so uh, i mean if, if, if you decanonize black ops 2 and you do a sequel with this cast sure but because they recasted everybody mm -hmm. i kind of do see a, an ability to tell new stories with them again but if you keep black ops yeah. 2 canon then i'm like well the only thing i could think of after that is maybe doing a sequel to black ops 2 but a sequel to the past portion before the future portion, you know, when Mason went missing for those 30 years, yeah. you can do you can cool. do a story set in that era, which I think they might do. I think the point of Cold War, if Black Ops 2 is still canon, was to really tell the story in between Black Ops 1 and 2 that we really only got told through Intel and through, you know, Easter eggs, ciphers, you know, Black Ops declassified a little bit. That may have been what they're going for. Like, all right, if we have to make Black Ops games, where do we go from here? Let's not go to the future. Let's, go, let's not go to Black Ops 3 and 4. Let's kind of tell stories in between Black Ops 1 and 2. You know what I mean? That's what I see, at least. Um, what were you going to say? Did I miss something? I don't know if Discord cut out. Discord's acting fine. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Discord's acting really weird. I lost you for a second. But yeah, I, I do like the idea of following up on the post Black Ops 2 um I, I mean i haven't actually played that campaign but i do like the idea of following up on that era oh yeah um Easy. yeah i don't i don't see them going back to the future anytime soon, i, I think you kind of have to though right you kind of have to follow up on on the past black ops 2 era if they're gonna do if they're gonna keep black ops 2 canon and modern warfare's sequel comes out next year you kind of have to touch up on that a bit right you kind of have to yeah. tell some gap stories in between to make everything make sense if that's what they're going for they might not be but you know that's kind of my guess right now yeah um yeah, they're definitely in a tough position, but it'll be interesting to see. I'd, I'm not sure if it, Cold War gets a year two or not. I, I don't know what the numbers are like right now in terms of player counts on it, so I really have no right. idea. But based on the kind of stuff I see on like TikTok and platforms like that, it doesn't seem like the overall average community response to it is great compared to Modern Warfare. Right. Um Right. So, and honestly, the fact that even after Modern Warfare's popularity, they haven't really done a year two for it. Exactly. Screams not. to me, they're not interested in doing second years of content. I, I agree. I think I think their goal is to say, all right, bits and shit here and there. They'll drop a map there, a weapon here, yeah. an operator, a bundle. 
maybe a mode, but because Black Ops Cold are zombies, they might be a bit, a bit different. They might, you know, drop a little yeah. couple of extra bits yeah. here and there, but uh, the real focus definitely is, all right, what's Warzone doing? How are they going to integrate that with the next game? Blah, blah, blah. The, which, we'll, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But if Cherik's having such hammer, then that's kind of the nail in the coffin for me about a year or two for Cold War. It, that's the way I look at it, but, you know. <laughs> they, they so there's only so many reintegrations of Warzone that people are going to give a shit about. Oh, yeah. Unless you bring in a full-scale, massive map, Verdance style, with that new game. But reskinning Verdance, that's not gonna that's not gonna fly after this next one, for sure. There's no way. I, I don't see that. Word. But since you were the guest tonight, I, I had a bit of a, a poetic topic I want to think up real quickly. And that's a Call of Duty cinematic universe. I mean, right now what I picture is maybe in the Modern Warfare sequel, in the campaign, there's a crossover with Black Ops. Similar to how we had Zakaev in the Cold War campaign. But I'm really picturing right now ending cutscenes at the end of the next Modern Warfare that tie in David Mason, the Black Ops 2 era information or something. I really can picture Activision kind of going the MCU route with this Black Ops and Modern Warfare crossover, trying their best to like tease bits and pieces of each game in their respective campaigns and then kind of bring it all together in a future title. Maybe in the next Black Ops 2023, they'll end up fully you know, crossing over everything character-wise in the campaign. But maybe this next Modern Warfare is kind of like the Godzilla, King of the Monsters part of this. Because you had Godzilla, King Kong, uh, Godzilla 2, and then you had Godzilla vs. Kong. So maybe this next Modern Warfare could be like this Godzilla 2 where it's really crossing things over, really setting up the cinematic universe, and then going full MCU route where they just fucking tie it all together at the end. You know what I mean? Maybe that's what they're doing. Side note, off of that topic, what happened to that Call of Duty movie? So, <laughs> <laughs> what happened to the call? Dude, that's I, just gone. I swear I was coming I was on the bus coming home from school in like sixth grade and I saw an article from Charlie Intel about a Call of Duty movie. Dude, that was bro, that was ten years ago. Yeah, that I've was... just I've just uh, I've just found a a thing from the um from the director of it who said last year that the film is delayed indefinitely. So it sounds you know like it's going well. Uh, yeah i just found that yeah hold up games radar yeah called movies delayed and definitely says who was the director mm -hmm. who was making this where did this come um, from who was the guy let me see oh it was first announced 2015 i'm wrong so it was advanced warfare day so i was still i was a freshman in high school damn that's still a long time ago that's seven mm -hmm. seven years ago almost there yeah. it's a stefano solima that's actually, um, he, yeah. He made he made the Sicario sequel. Oh, that's a pretty good. That's a good choice. I mean, I don't. I heard Tom Hardy was attached to it at one point, so maybe. I guess, yeah. But then what? But see, what do you what do you do with a Call of Duty movie? Right. It's it's like, do you do a Black Ops, a Modern Warfare, or an original story? They probably want. They're gonna. They're gonna. They're gonna want to go with like a more popular route. I would say so. If Tom Hardy's in it, I'm gonna guess Modern Warfare. You know, uh, Afghanistan, Iraq. Uh, Middle Eastern conflict type. I mean, that, that's kind of what I'm guessing, but I don't. Realistically, they'd go modern and a right. new story. I think if they were smart, they'd do Black Ops. Black Ops could be. And I'm not insane. even talking zombies. I'm talking straight like CIA yeah. conspiracy. That is fucking awesome, dude, to see in a movie. Um, I think zombies would need like a fucking series. I was going to say the same thing a limited time like, series or a TV yeah. show. Missed Opportunities um, 101, real quick. Why hasn't Hasbro teamed up with Activision to do, like, replica toys of all the zombies, Wonder Weapons? Why hasn't Activision mm -hmm. went the Sony route where they're like, all right, let's do some live-action adaptions of our of our stories? I mean, to me, those are massive opportunities for money right there. Massive. I, so, don't, I honestly think, I feel like they just make it a very, very generic war movie. And that's what, I, that's what I don't want. Generic. That's what I don't want. If you're not going to adapt our, our characters, 
yeah, if you're not getting a dab captain price or woods, then Ooh. what are you accomplishing? You know what I mean? What are you really accomplishing? What What's... I think. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say what I think is then they can they can literally use it. I mean, especially to like tie it into the next game that releases this kind of like a filler gap. Kind of like story. Yeah. Story to fill in for like Modern Warfare Two or whatever. If... Oh, my cut out. I think that'd be really sick if they just let it into a, an actual Call of Duty release. Because you've seen that before with other other franchises where they use comic books, animated shorts to kind of fill in gaps in between the main series, the main movies. So the, I, mm. I fully that's a great idea. I didn't even think about that. Kind of just doing that, going that route. You look at the, the the actor of Captain Price right now. He can fucking play him in a movie for hundred <laughs> percent. That's what I look at. He he's, he fits the he looks like him exactly. I mean, it's perfect. Where can you go wrong with that? So, um, yeah, I agree. Though I think I think for a Call of Duty movie or a cinematic universe. For some reason, they're not looking into that too heavily right now. But maybe, I would say maybe, if Uncharted is very successful with Tom Holland, Activision might say, hmm, let's uh, let's figure out some plans for that. You know, whether it's a TV show, whether it's a movie, something. I mean, I wouldn't mind that. I think that's, that's more than overdue at this point, in my opinion. <laughs> for Black Ops or Modern Warfare, we'll see. We will see. But zombies, talk about zombies, that's definitely more, I would see a limited time, eight episode series. Like, a lot of budget, but... In, in TV show format, you can't really tell a real good Call of Duty zombie story in in a two-hour two movie, right? We would need a Snyder Cut level <laughs> release, like four hours to get all the E throughout the way in a movie, in my opinion, right? That, that's the way they would. Uh, yeah, you need way more than that. You need fucking 20. Yeah, I think zombies is like, that's a lost cause for a movie. They don't get a TV show. I don't, I don't even think you could tell it properly. There's too many characters. I don't know how you would tell it. You'd have to rewrite it a shit ton to be more centered around a few 100%, characters. Yeah, I think the it, fr- jump, it, yeah. it jumps about too much. Like going from timeline to timeline, it would be way. You couldn't adapt it. It yeah. wouldn't work. It, it barely works in the game, and even that. <laughs> it, it barely. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I almost want to say. Uh, you know, the, if it was a series, let's say it was 20 episodes, you, I mean, you, even then, there, would there even be time for filler? You, all those 20 episodes would be utilized 100% for each character, their arcs. Yeah, where do you start? I mean, it, it's, yeah. Um, and then what order do you tell it? it? It would just be way too, like, to from following it in the game, I don't think it works. You have to follow it, like, online and reading stuff. I don't think you can just follow the story. Well, what it yet. might be is not even... I, I think it's like Fajari said, not even an origin story by any means to any of this. It might not be a Black Ops, Modern Warfare, or Zombies origins retelling in cinematic form. It might just be filler gap stories in between some of the main events that we know already. Just, just to kind of... Uh, of course, you know, get some box office numbers for Call of Duty, but also to kind of just fill in a lot of missing links for the Call of Duty series, right? To just make everything make sense that way. It might not even be I, just uh, an adaption of the same story we know. I think if they were doing it, they'd cut the um, they'd cut the origin, the pre-origin stuff altogether. So I think Ultimus would just be ignored and they would just put all their focus into the um, into like premise crew. Hey, would the, would, would the cancel culture that. allow for these these stereotypes and these racist jokes? Oh, honestly, <laughs> <probably> not. <laughs> Holly wouldn't be fucking tripping, dude. He got all this mm-hmm. racial stereotype crap going on. I mean, you know, I was thinking about. I wanted to bring it up in a video, but I'm like, let me not. Let me just do it on the podcast. You know, the voice actor for Russman is is he's white. So I'm actually knock on wood, really surprised that nobody. I mean, maybe because Victus isn't that popular, but I'm surprised nobody attacked that that he was playing an African American in Zombies, but was a white voice actor. I'm really shocked about that one. 
don't know if you or, or was that the reason they got rid of Victus? Yeah. Like, what if they had a plan to do more with them, you know, eventually? But they said, you know what, let, let, let's just. No reason. <laughs> they're like, yeah, you know, I'm surprised they brought him back at all. They couldn't just they didn't recast Rossman. I'm like, I'm glad they brought him back, but. Um, I mean, I won't go too political in this. I, don't, I mean, if a voice actor is, is talented, who gives a fuck what they look like, let them do what they want. But as long as they're not being racist in with, with their performance, which he wasn't. So uh, I definitely think that may have been a reason. I said, you know what, let's just, let's just, let's just stop using Victus after this. You know, tag, tag their toe and we're done. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it, I'm curious about that too. I'm surprised that Cancel Culture didn't hit him up at all uh, during Black Ops 4. Uh, but yeah, I mean, do you think cinematically Activision wants to take it a step further in their games or will they just kind of do what they're doing now which is like these little loose connections and fucking you know campaign appearances or intel what do you think they're gonna do with that I honestly can't predict I really want them to do that but I have a really strong feeling they're just gonna keep doing this (laughs) they're just like all over the place nothing makes sense yeah where it's like these little confusion little connections that make no sense if they were smart have they even thought of the idea of doing David Mason in Modern Warfare? I doubt it. Well, if they're going to keep Black Ops 2 canon, they almost have to somehow acknowledge that. Do you just say, oh yeah, the world was fucking on fire, LA was burning in 2025, and Task Force 1 for 1, nowhere to be found, right? I mean, you kind of have to <laughs> bring something up. He had plans. Yeah, they were, or maybe Task Force 1 for 1 was in the Middle East or somewhere, and they didn't even know about what was going on back home. I mean, they could come up with some explanation, right? I mean, I don't know. It's or they could do an alter, they could do an alternate tie into Black Ops too, and they're just like, oh shit, they were there. Fair, fair. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've always looked at it where they could look at the timelines and say, all right, you have World at War to Black Ops Four, one timeline. Now you have World at War to Black Ops Cold War, also tying in Black Ops Two through Four, or you could do World at War to Black Ops Cold War. With Modern Warfare going forward, ignoring Black Ops 2 through 4, you have three different alternatives to how you can change up the timeline a little bit and make it all make sense and canonize everything. I mean, it's just an idea. I, either way, technology is going to have to catch up quite a bit in the Modern Warfare storyline because it's quite far behind. Yeah, it, it's in the ballpark, kind of, but there's some stuff in Black Ops 2 that I'm like, yeah, that's not that's a little too far ahead of Modern Warfare right now. I don't know. Uh <laughs> But just a friendly reminder, there are people to this day who still believe Modern Warfare 2019 is a prequel to the original Modern Warfare trilogy. And that's not, that's, not even, that's not even close to what's going on at all right now. Just as a reminder, there's people out there who still believe that. And it blows my mind. Because I'm sure that was made very clear when the reboot was announced. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's how I look at that. That's how I look at that. But um, any little comments on a cinematic approach, Vajardi, real quickly, before we go into our favorite segment? I mean, I... I, I, I just wanted to happen uh, on a on a scale that makes sense and is uh, just all around just good. <laughs> just, I, just make I mean, it good. Makes sense. <laughs> well, well, yeah, I know I know it's very hard to say, okay. but just make it just just cool, not cheesy. Make it work and to where it's, it actually makes sense. Right. Not for not force it. And maybe the nuke mm. being added as a streak itself was kind of a you know a little tie into modern warfare. I know we already saw a nuke and dropkick before, but maybe that's the start of saying, hey, yeah, there's some similarities now. There's some little crossovers here and there. And you guys saw my video yesterday, season four breakdown. Uh, had some great nuclear gameplay and nuke streak gameplay in the background. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And I'm hoping to maybe jump a couple of more before the end of season three reloaded. But moving on to our favorite segment, who are these people? Who are these? 
All right. So once again, I always say this every episode. Thank you, Procedures Key, for making that audio for the Who Are These People intro. Absolutely love it. So starting off with a funny one here. I don't give a crap about season four. They can't even make good on their word four, English. Season three with the remastered map. Why the F should I care? Someone please correct and inform me if I'm wrong. I mean, where do I start with this? What does that mean? I'm, I don't know. I'm very confused with that. I mean, there was a remastered map, if that's what they're asking. Yeah, I mean, Sandoff just released and hijacked is heavily rumored for season four. So I think you got what you want, right? Are they are they not happy that we got a remastered map? I can't tell from the words. I, that, that, <laughs> I can't that, tell either. That doesn't. I, I can't tell which way that's meant to mean, but it doesn't mean much. Oh, th- this one had me laughing. I mean, this one is, this isn't a bad comment, but it was confusion. COD Online canceled? Question mark. Does that mean we won't be able to use Black Ops Cold War to play against other players online? In my title of my video this past week, oh, I, I know I'm like oh, baseball. I wrote in my title, COD Online canceled. Um, people could argue, oh, it's misleading, but COD Online did get canceled. The yeah, Chinese called it. Yeah, that's the name of the game. You can What else are you meant to well, I mean, I mean, do I put Chinese Call of Duty canceled? That sounds really bad. I mean, what do, what do yeah. I write in the fucking set? <laughs> what do I write in that? Call of Duty in China is canceled moving forward. Yeah, you, I could have probably said, yeah, Call of Duty in China. But it's not canceled either because COD Mobile's in China still. So it's, it's not even true. So either way, it was hard to title. But uh, again, I'd also, I don't, I don't want to put any yellow dollar sign worthy words in my title as well. I mean, that, that could not end well for me. Um, but yeah, COD Online, yes, chat, unfortunately, is shutting down this August, and they're encouraging players to uh, hop over to COD Mobile, which just released exclusively in China as well. There's a whole version of COD Mobile just for China that just launched. Tencent, who worked on COD Online and COD Mobile, uh, are confirming that as of recently. So it's unfortunate. It was a great experience and had, of course, its own Battle Royale, Cyborg Zombies, a crossover between Black Ops and Modern Warfare. It was doing what COD Mobile is already doing now. It was doing that years ago with kind of putting everything in one game and just saying, fuck it, you know, here's everything. It, you know, it's pretty cool. Cool experience. Um, yo, man, what is your sleep schedule? Another funny comment. I thought this was I thought this was funny. Yeah, my sleep schedule is chalked, but I'm hoping to fix it while I'm on vacation. You know, going to sleep at like, you know, midnight, 1 a.m., waking up at like 8 a.m., 9 a.m. I'm hoping to fix it. It's been a mess for the past like month, but I'm working on getting it better. Uh, <laughs> appreciate your uh, concern with that. Ooh, they really ripped us off on zombies. Season four, and all we got was a season one map in season two. So basically, we're only getting two round based maps. Huh? What? I'm trying to comprehend the season four, and all we got was a season one map in season two. What does that mean? I'm trying to comprehend Honestly, that. That means nothing. Secondly, <laughs> on the other, a lot of people seem to have this perspective that people are saying that Berlin is the last map, which no one is saying. And it's not. It's definitely not. Saying it, they're saying it's Berlin, then at least one more. It's Berlin, one more, and I think something else entirely in Season 6 Reloaded for Zombies to wrap it up with the bang. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm expecting. Uh, and again, the whole thing about, oh, I got ripped off. You pay $60 for D Machina, dude. People out there were throwing hate my way. They're like, oh, wh- why are you defending, you know, paying 60 bucks for D Machina? I'm like, I'm not defending that. What I'm saying is you got to know what you paid for. You didn't pay for a promise you're going to get more maps. They could have cut off support for this game. After Black Ops Cold are released, they may have said pre-release, "Oh yeah, we're gonna get, we're gonna give you guys free zombies maps. Everything's gonna be free." Th- that could mean one map, two maps. They didn't confirm four as usual. You know what I mean? The, the wording, you have to pay attention to the wording. The wording is very important with that. Um. Oh man, uh, this one's funny. Zenya, not Zenya. You effing idiot. I'm like, <laughs> since when are we? Since when are we? We. We uh, stressing out about the pronunciation of an operator that people people very talk about anyway. I'm like, what is the big deal? I mean, 
Fajardi, am I crazy? Or does, do people say Zenya in every video I watched? I haven't, I haven't heard anybody I'm say Zenya. Pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I've heard a lot of people say Zenya. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's spelled Zenya. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Just say it that way. You know what I mean? Who, who, it's not that deep. It's not that deep, but people legitimately out there, and this is important. Well, it's not It's not spelled Zenya, though. It's Z-E-Y-N-A. Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. So I, I am saying uh, it. But it's like... Uh, well, I, I swear they changed it, because there's no way I would have zero IQ'd, or no way everyone would have just called it Zenya. Yeah, we've all been saying this in season one, so I'm like, did they change the, the pronunciation? Are we all crazy? I'm, I, I don't know, man, but... Either way, people out there lose sleep over things like this. And I'm like, please reevaluate what you're doing, man. I'm not saying that you have to be perfect. I'm not saying that you have to agree with everybody. But arguing over stuff like this, come on, dude. You could have commented anything else and you, and, and you call somebody an idiot. I mean, come on. It's not, it's not, that, it's not that deep. Um, these comments always get me, man. Hilarious. Talk about the same info to in almost every video. Then you, then you have the nerve to make past 10 minutes. Then you talk about stuff that's not even in the title. I don't know why your videos are in my recommended. I hope Treyarch gives us some info so you have something to talk about. Let's quickly go through the title of my recent videos because I found this really hilarious. He commented this recently. I would say arguably the past two weeks alone, every video I've made, and I usually always do this, but the past two weeks, every video I've made has had a lot of new info in it and a lot of new topics to discuss that I haven't talked about before. So I saw people out there watch the first two minutes and then they click off. They don't even they don't even watch the rest of it or anything. Repetition from anything they already know, they're just like, oh, well, nothing's Yeah, new. either repetition from what they know from Charlie Intel or tweets, or it's what I said before, analytically, YouTube tells me that on average, people that are subbed or watch me consistently only watch about two videos from me a month. That's a crazy number, which a lot of channels also share. So if that's the case, then me repeating something isn't really repeating it. It's introducing it to new people who haven't watched me before, who might not know what I'm talking about. So... It's all because as well, people have this logic because so many big YouTubers do it where the only content in their video will be in the first two minutes. So people have the logic where if it isn't covered in the first two minutes, then the rest of the video isn't worth watching. Which in that case, find a channel that makes shorts or a channel that does two, three minute videos. Yeah. And those are channels that... Go ahead. If you look at YouTube, so many YouTubers do that where the only valuable content... I mean, we, we, yeah, we know who I'm referencing here. All the valuable <laughs> content, it, it's, in the first, it's in the first two minutes. Exactly. And after that, it's just filler to get it to the eight-minute mark. Right. For the monetizing. Whereas me, I feel like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, the topic and the title, all that gets addressed within at least the first five minutes. Sometimes a bit after that, depending on what's going on. But you look at my title, for example, I mean... Last video, breaking, the final DLC update, season three, re- season three revealed, it did get revealed. New map found, I was talking about Rebirth on the Cold War Engine, Freeamp 63, just released, and Containment Returns. All that got addressed right away in this video, but there was so much more value in the video that I brought up, other topics they brought that I saw, articles that got posted. I go over quite a bit, but it's not to like, oh, let's stretch the video past 10 minutes. Let's be real here. If a video is under eight minutes, under five minutes, are you making a living off content like that? You can't. So what I've discovered is, you know, I like long-term content, but I want to make sure the long-term content is valuable to where there's quality throughout the entire video. There's something to learn in each topic that I have listed in the timestamps. That's not your thing. That's totally okay. I respect that. But don't criticize me for being a channel that I'm just not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Go find a channel that does that. That's just not me. Um, we also have... Oh, wait. DK... Monover 3 Campaign Remastered has already been released as a free game for PlayStation Plus members a good while back. Or were you saying it will be released for PC and Xbox? Huh? <laughs> Did I miss something? Or is, is Modern Warfare 3 already out? <laughs> what? I, I'm a little confused on this. He's talking about Modern Warfare 2? Nah, I, but it came out on all platforms already. Modern Warfare 3 has not come out anywhere, so... 
this man believes that Modern Warfare 3 has released on at least PlayStation right now, and I don't know where that's coming from, but uh, mega confusion. Mega confusion. Ooh. Activision apologist. I'm just waiting for this game to die out. No map is going to compensate for a quarter of a year break. What break? Outbreak is mostly a fad, which for some reason has taken up all their time. If they also don't, don't release Chronicles, which there's a good chance they won't, it's been a waste of people's time, especially considering the mediocre campaign, huh? And dumb Warzone lore. Next game's not looking too hopeful either, but it hasn't been revealed yet. How do you know? Two things. <laughs> One, how did the campaign thing relate to Chronicles? I, I don't know. Two, when did the game go dead for three months? Don't remember that happening. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know where they came from. What, I'm what you know? I'm confused. We got Outbreak in February. Updates that every... One. Yeah. Right. Season 1 started in December. The game launched in November. I'm confusing where you find three months of no content there. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. But you look at... Uh, I mean, again, it, this is the thing. And this is actually a topic we're going to get to later in the podcast. But me talking positively about a game I'm enjoying and covering... Is not being an Activision apologist, a shill, a soy boy. Can you just like something without being paid to do it? I mean, wh why is that so hard to understand? I don't, I don't get that, man. But uh, it, and a topic we're going to get to is how he brings up, oh, if they don't release Chronicles, there's a good chance they won't. It's been a waste of people's time. Does Will one thing they add to this game change your mind about it? I mean, what did you say, Fajardi, about, about Perk and fucking Berlin? Repeat it again. People that forgot. I mean, if you already don't like the core fundamental values of this game and mechanics, I, I don't think Double Tap and and another round-based zombies map, which you're probably going to hate anyway, uh, will change your opinion, you know? Because yeah, it's just going to be another map on the same game. That gets solved yeah. in a day or something. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> where's that going to change your opinion on? And this other guy, um, Facts, I like him, but he's starting to be an Activision shill, supporting this dead game and saying people that say this game is trash should have a health, should have a reality check when really the people are speaking facts. I've never, I don't know where you quoted that from. I've never said you need a reality check if you don't like this game. If you don't like it, you don't like it. That's your opinion. But again, do you want me to be a negative content creator, which there are a few of them out there. I'm not going to name them, but there are people out there that have content around Call of Duty that's purely negative, where they'll just, every video, they'll say, game's dead, fuck this game, SBMM, multiplayer's over, zombie sucks. Why? It's enjoyment out of watching that. Why, why do you want, why would you Some people that? find enjoyment in negativity. Some people love toxic. Some people, without, without realizing, love drama. They love negativity. They love hearing the worst. And Joker quote from Dark Knight, love to hear the, they love to see the world burn. They, people actually do like that surprisingly, in the Call of Duty community. So it's like you're advocating for me to, quote-unquote, speak facts that you believe, which aren't facts, that the game is dead, when it's more alive than ever, according to Activision's investors call. You don't have to like it. And if you don't like it, why are you watching a channel that covers the game you don't like? I, I, I don't get that. I really don't get that. So it's like, oh, you, you're covering bundles. You're a shill. It's like, I mean, there's news to be talked about. And there's news about the bundles. I'm going to kind of tie it all together so that it's a full-length video, right? It's not not just, oh, uh, let's make a video just about bundles. I haven't done that before. Other than, I think, one video where I talked about, I think it was 50 different bundles coming to the game. It was like a 20-minute video. That's it. But aside from that, I'll bring up a bundle here and there when one's coming out, one releases. I, it, these comments are hilarious, man. I don't, I don't get it. Um, oh, this guy here. Stop milking 20-minute long videos when you only need five minutes realistically. You a good content creator, but you have, a, you have me snoozing after eight minutes real talk. Um... Piece by piece real quick. Milking 20-minute videos. Again, there's timestamps. Skip to the topics you want to hear about. You can do that all you want. You only need five minutes realistically. It's like you can't have a career. You can't pay the bills making five-minute videos. Uh, that's just the way it goes. I mean, if you want to do full-time content, that's just, that's just not how you do it. 
Um, you have me snoozing after eight minutes. Are you forced and strapped to a chair to watch the full length video, or can you just skip around to where you want to go with timestamps to tell you where to go? <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't get this logic, man, at all. It's, it's, it's funny shit, man. If you, just, if you don't like the video, why bother to comment? I know. Just leave. It, yeah, it's even going a step further. Much. Oh, go ahead. The, like, what? Why care that much? What's the gain from that? Likes, clout. I, I don't know. I, I mean, it, yeah, what? It's that same thing where it's like constructive criticism versus harassment or disrespect. People still haven't figured out the difference between the two because constructive criticism is like, hey, I like your channel. You know, I watch your content or maybe I don't like your channel, but here's what you could do better in a respectful tone. But then saying you're an idiot, you suck, stop doing this, don't do that. It's like you're, you're demanding as if you're in charge of what I'm doing, as if you know how YouTube even works to begin with when it comes to living off of it, right? It's like career YouTube versus hobby YouTube is a much different scene. I try to find the balance between having fun, making content I'm enjoying and content that I'm proud of while also doing it in the format that makes a living. You know what I mean? But there's people out there that are like, oh, just do that. Just do this. It's like, I wish you understood what actually goes into doing YouTube full time and the stress that goes into it, the planning, the format, the marketing. It's a lot that goes into it that people just don't get. Um, I think we have a last one here. You talk about the same info in every Oh, I think I already read this one. But then he replied. He replied saying, I scroll through the video so I can see some facts, not speculations of what you think. Like I said, I hope Treyarch comes out with some info so you can talk about something people care about. So first off, you scroll through videos to see facts and speculation. But when you scroll through videos, you're not watching them. So how do you know what the video is actually about based off thumbnails and titles? So you don't <laughs> make an assumptions there. And then he says, uh, you know, Treyarch come out with some info so you can talk about something people care about. Since when do specific people define what people actually care about? How do you define people care about? Everybody cares about different things. You know what I mean? Everybody has different opinions. It's subjective. So I don't, I don't really get the the whole, oh, I can say what people care about. You don't. Um, another funny thing that I actually forgot to bring up last week, I think, was Skizzlewax commented something very nice on my video recently. Uh, Skizzlewax commented like, oh, this is the go-to channel for Call of Duty News. It's just a nice comment. Just there for, you know, for support. Somebody replied to him. You don't have to need you don't have to kneel to this fool. And I'm like, damn, it's that fucking it's that serious, man. How disrespectful. Um, and it, it, it's something where it's like people for some reason don't like when others support each other. They just love to just jump on and just put each other down. It's like just it's like Sam said, if you, if you don't care about the content, why even comment to begin with? What's the point? <laughs> You're not winning in that sense. Uh, and then somebody commented, if this is not clickbait, man, I'll give you the sub. I'll be back at the end. Okay, now at the end, edit. This didn't reveal anything. It was just a look at some dots and a bit a bit of this would be cool. Sorry, DK, no sub this time, but still a good video. Huh? People act like subscribing is this like ritual you have to perform. You have to like go through, kiss mm -hmm. their feet, draw some blood and fucking... I, I'm like, it's not that serious, man. Subs help me out. They support a lot, but you don't have to act like you're like, oh, have you earned the sub yet? Have you earned the sub yet? Like, come on, dude. What the fuck is that? Um, and, and the video he's talking about, I think, was a, was a video where I, I showed all the new teasers for Victus that were added to Outbreak in Season 3 Reloaded. There are quite a few. So, uh, yeah, the teasers are revealing potentially something. That's what it was. So, uh, crazy stuff, man. I think the comments lately have been have been pretty, pretty hostile in, in some moments here and there. But for the most part, I'm loving all the grateful, the grateful support that I've been seeing as well from a lot of nice people out there. There's more great people than there are negative people. But I, I just find it crazy that people out there in the comments sometimes really do think and try demanding what they think is better. And it's like, if that's the case, make your own channel or watch channels to do that. It's the, you know, criticism is different from telling somebody, oh yeah, you suck, just kill yourself. I mean, it's like, come on, dude. It, it, 
I don't know. There's probably never going to be an end to stuff like that. But one thing I wanted to bring up real quickly in this segment was that I saw a comment recently that said, oh, stop bringing up comments in your videos. We were here for the info. And I'm like, I haven't done that at least since the start of the podcast. But I don't remember ever having a video at least months ago where I went through comments like this. The point of this segment on the podcast is to just make some light out of negative comments, laugh about it, break it down, debunk it, just to go through some quote-unquote hate mail that I think is entertaining for the for the podcast. That's it. It's not something where I'm belittling viewers or belittling fans because you're not a fan if you're hating like that, right? You must not be a fan unless you're obsessed somehow. But uh, I don't ever really go through community comments in videos like that. Once, once in a while, I'll bring up a comment and say, oh, yeah, I saw this, by the way, chat. Here's what I'm bringing up in the video. It's relevant to this topic or whatnot. But... That's what the podcast is for, man. So again, you can skip the segment all you want if it's not your cup of tea, but it's also not, you know, it's not me being in a state where I'm saying, oh, I can't handle criticism. That's not it either because reading toxic harassment is not saying, oh, I can't handle criticism. No, it's just saying, oh, here's a negative comment. Let's laugh about it. That's all it is. That's simple. But any tweets or, oh, what were you going to say? I think, oh, I thought I heard something. Um, any tweets or comments that you guys may have seen lately that you want to bring up real quickly in this segment? Anything wild, outrageous, cringe, anything you could think of at the top of your head before we move on? Nothing comes to mind for me, for Jerry. Nah, I got nothing either. <laughs> I got nothing. Uh, ne- next quick topic is something that I will say is a broken record, as I call it. A broken record that I did before I wouldn't talk about again until there's new information about it. And that's this supposed Zombies Chronicles 2. This, this supposed pack of Victus remakes and it's like I said if it happens it happens in what format who knows will they drop the maps individually will they be added to Outbreak whatever but I find it funny that in Outbreak with season 3 reloaded they added all the soundtracks from the Victus maps as little easter eggs in some of the regions um there's more hints towards something more being in the dark ether I mean there, there's some hints out there about that and I think I think the 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 biggest part about Zombies Chronicles I want to bring up is the fact that the people out there that laughed at me specifically when Black Ops 4 was active, right? People laughed about, oh, there's no Chronicles, there's no Victus Maps, stop making shit up. It's like the info was coming from the same sources who literally leaked all of Black Ops 4, Modern Warfare, Warzone. And they were saying, oh, yeah, there's Victus Maps in development. They might get moved to the next game. You know, we don't know what's going on. They were saying that, so we talked about it. But then people were laughing. But those same people that were laughing today are now coming out making Zombie Chronicle videos. Oh, this, all that. It's like... It just shows you the, the flip-flops and the hip, the hypocrisy double standards of the community that exists to this day. So um, what do you think about that, Sam? What do you think about this 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 never-ending conversation about maps that people somehow really want? I mean, what do you think about that? I, I mean, I to be honest with you, I don't get how we are still talking about this years later. Yeah. But, yeah, um, I, I, I'll, I'll be like, no matter what teases in the game, I think I don't see these maps releasing I don't know what the full story is or what happened there behind the scenes, but I don't see it happening. Right. I, I think with me, um, if, you, if you want to theorize, I would say Green Run Outbreak as a Season 6 add-on, like its own yeah. Outbreak experience. I see that. I don't I see at all survival yeah. maps with Victus areas at all. I don't see that at all. Yeah. To be um, honest, I don't feel like Treyarch have the enthusiasm for survival maps that they used to. I feel like they want to focus on doing more unique stuff. Yeah. I, I would say DLC 4 or whatever Dark Ether map that is, whatever the hell it is, I, I'm, I'm assuming if you go to Dark Ether, we may be able to see Revelation style some old locations, like bits and pieces here and there as a bit of a throwback. Yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't see them dropping 
transit that is buried, you know, remakes to the way they to, to the way they were with you know round base and Easter eggs. All I see is Green Run Outbreak. That's all I can see happening. Green Run Outbreak. I don't see Victus Operators either. I see that that's just being a lost cause at this point. They're dead or something happened. I don't, I don't see that being a possibility for a future season. But, you know, with all of Buried being done in Blackout and all that other evidence, and, you know, maybe they'll find a way to incorporate that in Cold War. But like you said, the the the, the round-based survival era seems to be kind of winding down a little bit where they're still releasing them, but the future is semi-open world uh, zombies experiences from here. Um, and Vajardi, what do you think about that as well? I mean, the fact that people were almost laughing at, at the work you were doing last year. You were doing some banger Chronicle concept art thumbnails. People were laughing about that or criticizing it, but then all of a sudden they're talking about it now. So it's like, <laughs> how the tides have turned, my friend. What's going on with that? Well, I mean, it was criticism. It was criticism I didn't care about whatsoever because, for one, I never, I never like confronted anybody about it because for, I didn't care. Fair. You yeah. know, if they're they're caring, so they care so much about concept art and, and or work in general to where they're or work in general to where they're like roasting people about it. I think that says a lot about them more than the person actually making it. Hundred percent. No, I agree with that. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's like Sam said. How are we still talking about it to this day? You know, with those teasers added to Outbreak could mean absolutely nothing. Hundred percent. I say that very clearly in the video because I say in the video. I open the video with, look, I'm not. I'm not trying to keep talking about this. I, I think. Uh, something people forget is that when Modern Warfare was active, that wasn't my game at all last year, 2019 into 2020. Modern Warfare wasn't my game. Black Ops 4 wasn't getting updated. There were very little Call of Duty 2020 rumors to talk about here and there. So content was very tough last year. Keep the channel alive. Doing YouTube full-time, it was rough. Ajari will be my witness to that. Content was hard. So whenever there was something new that came out about a Victus pack coming to Black Ops 4, and it was coming from reliable people... We talked about it. It was something to talk about. It was content to make. It was something to keep the channel alive, of course. But now that I'm coming to Black Ops Cold War in its in its entirety, there's no reason to talk about shit like that. That doesn't matter anymore. Stuff that's probably canceled. But with new teasers, yeah, something may be happening in the foreseeable future. I wouldn't mind it. But I'm at a point where it's like Vajardi said, a remake, a perk, what is that going to do for you? People out there that really believe that a Chronicles 2 is going to save the game. I mean, if what happens... Mark my words, people are going to complain about the fact that, oh, the Cold War mechanics ruined the old feel of these maps, blah, blah, blah. How the fuck can Treyarch win with that then? They can't. Nothing they could do will win. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> where... At the end of the day, oh, people just want to re... People just want, like, fucking re entire remasters of these old games and all their DLC, which right. is unrealistic to expect. I'll tell you something you probably haven't thought about. You know how Activision's mm -hmm. always hearing, oh, remaster Black Ops 2, remaster Black Ops 2, we want that. You know it's not going to happen, but you notice how... Because Black Ops 2 is arguably more popular than Black Ops 1 in terms of the multiplayer, they've been bringing dead-ass just remastered multiplayer maps from Black Ops 2 into oh, Cold War. There's way more Black Ops 2 than there is Black Ops 1. I know, and, and the funniest thing about that, the funniest thing about that, I'm sure you'll agree with this, Black Ops 1's DLC multiplayer maps, by the way, many of which have never been remastered a single time at all, they take place in the Cold War, perfectly fitting the aesthetic of this game right now. The fact we haven't seen those, even as launch maps, I wouldn't have minded because they only were in Black Ops 1, 2010, a decade ago. The fact they haven't brought those in blows my mind. We're supposed to see, I think, seven more remasters before the end of the game cycle. It's probably going to be a majority Black Ops 2 maps, right? Um, yeah, so we had a bunch of futuristic looking, like, um, what's the fucking, what's the train one? I can't remember the name. Express. A map that wasn't a Express. fan favorite at all. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't a fan favorite and it still looks insanely futuristic, although we're meant to believe it's in the Cold War. I will argue it does play 
okay in Cold War. People abuse the it head glitches good. and camping. It plays fine. It, it plays good. Yeah, it I, just I doesn't look like it. It just doesn't look like it's in the. Cold yeah, War. and that's the thing. It's like Activision essentially is remastering Black Ops Two in a different way. You know what I mean? So they are listening to the community a little bit by doing that, but at what cost, right? Then we don't get to see the cool Black Ops One maps come back, like Villa. Uh, Hanoi, uh, I think that's what the map was called, right? We had Hazard, a hotel, uh, Kowloon. I can think of so many that are just unreal. Drive-in, such good maps that would fit perfect in this game. Maybe we'll still see them. But if they've heard that feedback to wanting a Black Ops 3 remaster, maybe they'll consider, hey, let's just try bringing in the only zombie maps that haven't been remastered a single time. Let's do it in this game where it makes sense, where the community is at all-time high. Maybe they'll go with that. I wouldn't mind it, but with Green Run originally being a semi-open world experience. And Treyarch admitted that in a recent blog post. They even said that Kohler was their first game where they can pull off something like Outbreak. They were trying to do it in Black Ops 2 with Transit, but hardware limitations, time restraints, two-year development cycle, they just couldn't do it all. But now is essentially their first opportunity to bring us the green run they wanted to make over a decade ago. You know what I mean? So maybe this is the opportunity to do that. But round-based, I don't see it happening. That's kind of what I'll leave it at. Uh, let me see. Let me pull up this uh, this list here. Yeah, so also I think what's really crazy, have you seen the interest in Verko's Transit remake? Yes, it's insane. I mean, th this speaks volumes, man. I mean, if you look at the content, it's not even about the views, but just put that in perspective for a second. The fact that 652,000 people watched that custom map video he made. And then a couple days after that, he posts a Return to Transit Dev Update 2, nearly 200,000 views again. So is that just him being that good of a mapper? Or is the interest in Transit that high as well for whatever reason? I would say both, arguably. He's a great mapper. So. It's a combination of both. But the yeah. basic fact is I don't think 650,000 people are playing Custom Zombies. So that is just people with the interest. Yeah, so... Could Activision see that and say, all right, let's get an official version of that somehow in Black Ops Cold War or something. Maybe that's what they're going for here. Maybe that's what they're looking at saying. Maybe Activision was like, before we drop what are arguably controversial zombies experiences remastered, let's kind of wait and see how the community responds to rumors about them or whatever. And we've gotten to that point already where people really want it. They're asking for it in Cold War. They're looking at this custom map video and, and, and wanting it again. So it's like, it's crazy, but... If we get a green run in Outbreak and you're like, oh, no, it's not the original, it's not round-based, then all I could say is hopefully get access to a PC, play some Black Ops 3 Custom Zombies, so you'll have a round-based transit coming to Black Ops 3 in the foreseeable future, which which is awesome. I mean, I'll put some footage up on screen. It looks beautiful, absolutely incredible. I think it's something that uh, is going to surpass any other remaster we've had in the Steam Workshop for Black Ops 3. I think, I think someone else said they're working on Die Rise and Buried, so that's going to be interesting. But, yeah, if you want the Black Ops 3 HUD, you want a Black Ops 3 Transit, it's right here. It's coming up. Hopefully you have a PC to play that. But if you don't, you're going to have to take whatever Treyarch gives us, whether it's a Green Run Outbreak, whether it's something. I don't know. But it looks insane. I mean, I'm glad I got a new computer where I can play Custom Zombies a lot better. It runs really smooth. It looks great. It's going to be crazy. But the interest is there, man. I didn't expect that at all. At all, dude. No, it's doing insane. His videos are doing insane. I didn't actually know they were doing this good until I'm just looking now. And wow, yeah. those are big numbers. It's like you said. Um, it's like that many, that many people probably don't have a PC, but they care about the damn remake. They want to at least see footage of it so, in some capacity, right? It's crazy. 
you also have the community of people who probably think it's for for Cold War. Right, which hopefully you didn't get much hate for that because the title's pretty clear and the thumbnail, you can tell that's not Cold yeah. War. And you know, he, and if you know his channel already, you know he makes custom maps. I mean, what do you expect with that? But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, what I have, what I'm surprised about is that nobody has redid D Machine or Firebase on Black Ops 3 yet in its entirety. That's probably difficult to do, but I'm surprised nobody's fucked with that. Someone you know? would have at least remade some rooms. I'm not seeing anything. Yeah, I'm surprised nobody, nobody's messed with that yet. But yeah, I mean, somebody was like, oh, what are the odds of a, a workshop coming to Cold War? And I'm like, could they do that on Battle.net? Because Steam's not going to get Call of Duty anymore. So Battle.net doesn't support that stuff. Yeah, so that Black Ops um, 3 is the last game to have this custom support. You know what I mean? So that's that's going to be mm-hmm. that's going to be interesting to see how Black Ops 3 holds up in the future, like how World at War has up until this day with custom support and whatnot. Uh, and Fajardi, what do you think about, about this remake for Transit? Do you think it's ironic people were kind of saying, oh, it's the worst map ever 10 years ago, and all of a sudden there's a million people watching a custom map breakthrough? I mean, what, what do you think? I think it's just a COD cycle. Just Fair. like how people say outbreak is shit, but I guarantee in the next two years, maybe even and maybe any and maybe just any year, they're gonna say it's the best thing. Um, the same thing with transit. Transit was clearly ahead of its time. It got it got mutilated because it was too ahead of its time. Yeah. And didn't and wasn't able to be properly made. So Right. And and if it's and if it's ahead of its time, is now the time to finally envision it the way that it was meant to be developed i mean, I mean the, totally a possibility but i already see oh you know cold War multiplayer's spmm sucks black ops 4 multiplayer wasn't that bad i'm like are you kidding me what do I mean, you remember black ops 4 multiplayer i mean you'd have to like it but the specialists were a pretty big controversy for a lot of people and people are saying that's better than what we have right now in black ops cold War. that's crazy dude actually crazy to hear about i i'm like cold war multiplayer man the whole spmm thing I, everybody has different experience my buddy art i mean I don't know what it is with his account, but he gets the sweatiest lobbies I've ever seen across any mode. And he doesn't play that much either. He doesn't. He may play more league than I do and, and whatever, but his lobbies are broken. I don't know what it is. But with me, it's like I, I'll get a bad lobby here and there, but it, it's not a consistent thing where it's ruining the game for me. I'm still able to enjoy Cold War regardless. But SBMM, Sam, how, how, how do you think that has overtaken the community? Do you think it's another one of those like, oh, he's hacking kind of? jokes or or yeah that kind of yeah is that the same thing now it's definitely turned into that i think a lot of people misunderstand how spmm works and what it is like some people say oh spmm this is bullshit yeah surely if spmm's a thing then that means the person you were up against is on the same skill level as you are fair so what's the problem yeah, I definitely think, I will tell you what, I think what truly ruined the quote-unquote SPMM issue is the reverse boosting with the VPNs and shit. That threw off that whole system. So if you want to blame anybody for ruining quote-unquote SPMM, blame the people that are reverse boosting just to cheat and get their gameplays. That, that, that probably in fa- that probably ruined how matchmaking is supposed to work in this game. People are pretending they're in India, pretending they're in other countries where the internet's bad, or pretending that they're, you know, whatever, reverse boosting, low KD, getting into easier lobbies. That probably affected matchmaking more than the one that was developed for this actual game, which, as a reminder, confirmed by developers on Twitter, SPM has been around since the beginning of Call of Duty Multiplayer. So uh, you could say it's more severe in Modern Warfare Warzone. I can can agree with you there because you could definitely see it, but... It's not something that really ruins the experience where the game is unplayable. That's a real stretch that I think is on the same level as, oh, he's hacking, oh, he's this, because you can't admit that you suck or you can't admit that you lost a gunfight, can't admit that somebody's better than you. It's never-ending conversation over there. 
Um, but last two topics of today's podcast, real quickly, I, I wrote down strange DLC energy on YouTube explained. It's hard to put this in words, but the jury knows what I'm talking about, where every time a season drops, it seems like a lot of views for many channels out there drastically dip. And it's almost hard to explain, right? Oh, content just released. Why is the interest not there even more now? It's almost like the way Matt put it, TGR. He was like, well, when content releases, the interest for news and what's coming next isn't there as much. People are actually playing the game, enjoying the new content. So kind of have to wait before things kind of normalize again. But it's a real scary thing to see for a lot of channels out there. Unless you're a channel that's focused on the content, the gameplay, then you're fine. But when you're news, it gets it gets rough, man. I'm not going to lie. Things get weird. I think after Firebase came out, things were very weird YouTube-wise. Views across the board were down for a lot of people. Is that the game? Is it the game's fault? Is it the interest in the game? Or is this the, is this the YouTube community having a different interest at the moment for what they want to watch? I mean, what do you think about that, I Sam? I think it's just the nature of way news works, right? Yeah. It's when when like you have all this build up to what the news is for, that thing comes out, people are going to be excited for that for a bit. Yeah. But then they're going to want to know what's next after that. And that's just kind of the way the news game works. I think that's I just kind of a fact. So like when new content comes out, you do your guides, you know, you do your tutorials, any kind of videos like that. Right. Related to the game by itself. And then after that, you then come back to news and stuff. Because generally, if something's just released, then there probably isn't any major news on the way anytime soon. And the thing with that is, like, it's almost bad one way or another. If you're a gameplay-oriented channel waiting for new content, you might get stuck with what to post and nothing new comes out. Yeah. The other side with news, it's like, oh, yeah, something just came out. When's the next bit of news going to come out? That's why I, I try to do a bit of everything. I try to do a bit of a hybrid of, like, gameplay, news, streams, whatever, uh, and the podcast. But it, it, it's something that... I see people out there saying, oh, views are down for this, views are down for that, the game sucks, the game's dead. It's like, that's just not the case, man. You look at the numbers Activision's pulling up in their investors' call, it's not the case. But the way YouTube works, it's tricky because at least full-time content creators, we overthink. We're like, did we do something wrong? Are we not posting the right content? Are our titles off? Like, what what went wrong here? So it gets stressful with quality specifically. But a quick example that's a bit off topic is the election, for example, with, with political channels. If their content that blew them up was all about, all oh, the election, who to pick, who to vote for, and then the election's over, what content were they making that's after that? Bad. Yeah, they had, to, they had to transition or convert to another political scene if, if they could, you know what I mean? So it, you, you can apply this to any spectrum of YouTube with content where sometimes content, quote-unquote, runs short, runs dry, or you have to kind of move on and do something else, and it... It's risky, man. It's not easy. But with guides, for example, if you're a guide channel, it's Fajardi said it earlier. We're at the end of that era. Now we're in casual mode for zombies. So the need for guides is really not there anymore. You can't you notice that with <laughs> with the way Cold War yeah. works. You don't really need a guide for anything that unless it's a full quest. You know what I mean? But if you really wanted to, even the main quest, you could probably figure it out yourself after a wee bit of time. It wouldn't take the average person too long, I don't think. Right, I. It's just something about the way the game is built that you're right. It does tailor less towards content creation. Right. Point where the only real content to make is the new side, or if you're just posting gameplays. Yeah, it, God works. bless the people out there who do who post Twitch highlights in their YouTube channels. All they do is stream on Twitch. That's their career, and then they just post the highlights to YouTube, and they bang triple the profit. That that's the area you probably want to be in, if anything, because that you're safe no matter what. <laughs> you can't lose with that. You're making a fortune on Twitch. You know crazy amounts of subs and then you just have an editor you hire throw all that shit on youtube the clips the gameplay and i'll triple your profit for you and then that's that's the way to go about it but 
I don't know if that's something I, think, I would ever uh, want to go into. Really, I love the most, news, but go ahead. Most of those people can post a video as well of any game they want. Fair. And still bad. Right, right. Yeah, that, that, that's, why, that's why I respect <laughs> Noah for definitely being one of the only people that did Call of Duty that really branched out and made sure that he was a brand. 100 Thieves partnership, doing whatever game he wants. That's another good position to be in where you're your fan base subs for you, not the content either. You know I mean? That's another area. That's another area to be at. I think he's quite, he's quite genuine with his content. Like he just posts what he wants to post when he does. I think, uh, yeah, in terms of stuff, but like generally content wise, he makes the videos he wants to make. Yeah. And I think it's like, it's like a no fucks given type of type of vibe where it's like, Oh yeah, I'll still cover Mm -hmm. the zombies. still cover the call of duty, but I'm going to have all this on top of that too. Partnerships. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. Play some, play some obscure custom map or a new single player game or whatever. I'll just play it. Right. And any thoughts on that weird energy I was talking about, Fajardi? I mean, you've noticed it alongside me firsthand. I mean, what do you think the truth is about that? Is it like what Sam was saying, or is it something else on top of that with YouTube being weird with releases and whatnot? I think it's what Sam said. There's yeah. this build up. There's this build up for say season three reloaded season three a new season release a new map and once it releases everyone ever, everyone knows the information there, there is right. really more you're not going to get season three reloaded and just be immediately searching season four <laughs> right right yeah luckily if you, are, you're, if you are you're kind of sad that's why that's why i'm happy with the structure of the content because i argued i'm like look you can you can say content gets drip fed I'm not going to argue with that. I could say, oh, yeah, they have stuff done for months, kill streaks, maps, opera, and then they save it for later. The proof is there that that happens. But I'd rather have it this way where it's sporadically spread out so where every week is something to look forward to. Every Thursday, every Wednesday, whatever the hell the day is, every week something new comes out, a new bundle, a new mode, a playlist change, a patch, a teaser for the next map. Like, I'm glad that every week there is something to make content about. If they just dropped everything when it gets done, then what happens? What do you talk about after that? Everything's out. <laughs> what is left? That's why I'm, I'm okay with the structure of content right now. With every week, I have my, my I have my mindset on what to expect content-wise, what I'm going to be making, you know, this and that. And I'm cool with that. But uh, I definitely think with, oh, yeah, Reloaded just came out. People search season four. That's true as well. I mean, who <laughs> people might be doing that, but very small, very small part of the community probably is. Um, now, before we get to the next topic, did I forget anything? I'm trying to think if I forgot anything about these topics here. I think we covered just about everything we wanted to cover. We've done all the lists you sent me. Yeah, pretty solid list there. Um, but yeah, the last step I had written down was... <laughs> oh, my people, I'm going to get hate for this. I, I wrote Battlefield 6 cap. I don't know how else to word this. And what I, what I mean by that is very clearly, look, you can like Battlefield over Call of Duty. You can prefer Battlefield, enjoy it, not buy Kata 21. Do your thing. I've said that so many times, but people out there seem to think that me saying... Call of Duty won't be beat is me saying that Battlefield 6 sucks or that I'm a hater of some sort. It's like, look, if Battlefield 5 or whatever the game was at the time, if that didn't outperform Infinite Warfare, which is arguably one of the least performing CODs to date, then what makes you think oh, that Battlefield 6 is going to outperform a new Call of Duty this year during a peak that Activision is seeing right now across the board for all modes? How? Explain that to me. <laughs> that was Battlefield 1. What, what was it 1 or 5? It was Infinite Warfare. Yeah, was one Battlefield of, 1. Yeah, Battlefield Infinite 1 was against Infinite. So what game did Battlefield 5 go up against? That was uh, it was a world... 2018. Black Ops 4? I, I... Just before BO4. Just before BO4, yeah. Yeah, so... And the thing is... Call of Duty is on such a different level right now. Content-wise, the output, the budget, the marketing. They're on a different level where... 
Battlefield will do whatever the hell it wants, and I don't think COD even gives a shit. <laughs> I really don't think so. Even look at Fortnite, for Dude. example. Fortnite nearly threatened, you could argue, a part of the Call of Duty community with being more popular, but then Activision responded by one-upping them with Warzone and trying different things. And you know, so Activision also respond to the fads and the you know the the popularity at the time, you know what I mean? So I don't think one also necessarily has to affect the other. Right. They're very different things. Battlefield is like a new title every few years. COD's an annual release. Already um, already Battle- a different spectrum entirely, right? After after how badly what was it called? Firestorm did. They're not gonna do another battle royale with it. I'd be they're shocked gonna... to see that if they did that again. I'd be shocked to see that. What they're gonna have is gonna be cool. They're gonna have this big multiplayer mode, it's probably sixty four v sixty four. It will be a cool it'll probably be a quite a good game to be honest, unless they fuck it up again. But I'd hope they've learned their lessons, it'll be good and one game doesn't have to fuck up the other. They can coexist. More than one first person shooter is allowed to exist. Right. And, and, and the thing with that is like, oh man, I'll bring it up in a video. I brought it up yesterday. I'm like, I said it so clearly and still got comments. They're like, oh, you're just hating on Battlefield. You cod, cocksucker, cod's dead. It's like, how immature are some of these people out there? They just don't get what I'm saying. They, they don't comprehend that Battlefield could do so well, but I just do not see a chance of it outperforming World War II Vanguard. Even if it does, who cares? If you're a COD person like me, then what is that going to do? Like, oh, one game sold better than another. Guess I got to change my channel content. Like, what the fuck does it matter what game sold more anyway? You know what I mean? It's like the, the whole, it's same thing as the, the console wars. It's like I've said, statistically, I mean, factually, PlayStation has been offering a whole different level of content, whether it's exclusives, whether it's this, whether it's that, compared to Xbox. If Xbox is your thing, go for it. Your Xbox Game Pass, you're this, you're that. Where are the exclusives, though? People out there, oh, PlayStation exclusives suck, PlayStation sucks. Well, last time I checked, since the Xbox One reveal, we haven't gotten many actual good exclusives to the Xbox. PlayStation's been running the show with that. So choose whatever you want to do. Choose whatever you want to play on. But people pretending like something is that it's not. I mean, people pretending that one thing is better than another or their opinion matters. It's like, come on, man. It, it just, it's gone too far with the whole the division in the community for no reason. For no reason at all. Let me pull up this, uh, yeah, June 9th, the reveal of Battlefield 6. Like, okay, I mean, World War II's reveal is probably not too far after that in Season 4 with uh, the Vanguard event in Warzone. <laughs> I, I would imagine probably around the July to August mark for that. Yeah, arguably. Uh, yeah. Days of Summer leaked as well. I don't know if you saw that. Days of Summer leaked for uh, Black Ops Cold War, so that'd probably be like Season 4 Reloaded or maybe after that. Mm-hmm. Um, and majority, get some last minute thoughts on uh, this Battlefield cringe that I'm seeing. Like, all, all these people that truly believe with the bottom of their heart that Cod is just dead and Battlefield's taken over all of a sudden. Where's that coming from? Um, I mean, Battlefield is just like, uh, I don't know. Battlefield has never been on, on the level of Cod, I feel, especially with their, 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 their three last games they've released. It's, it's been nowhere near. Yeah. Um, even even when COD was in, at its quote unquote lowest, it, uh, I mean, yeah, the yeah. settings might be cool, but at the end of the day, they're just different games. Yeah, so. no, I, I agree. I, I, it's 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 crazy to see. I mean, I think uh, when it comes to Battlefield, I'm like, look, man, they can pull off whatever they want to pull off, be as successful as everybody wants it to be, and more power to them if that's the case. We need we need better unfinished 
products. We don't want a cyberpunk again where a game's in development for years, all the hype's built up to it, and then it releases like a broken mess. Let's see some finished games, see some real good quality products, but the comparison to COD is just as silly as the console war. It's, it's completely meaningless. When COD was at its lowest, it still didn't get touched. I mean, who cares? And I think with that too is like, you know, I'm waiting for that response once Battlefield 6 releases. I'm waiting for those tweets. Not that I want the game to fail, but I'm waiting to see those tweets. People are like, oh, guess I'm going to go buy Vanguard. Oh, guess it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. Oh, I guess I, I I jumped into the bandwagon for no reason. You know, Battlefield's not my type. And people that are saying that, I guarantee you, people that are saying the Battlefield's going to be better have probably never even touched Battlefield before. I can guarantee you they don't even know how the gameplay feels in Battlefield. They think it's another, it's a COD clone or something. It's really not. There's a lot of differences in gameplay between Call of Duty and, and EA's Battlefield, 100%. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of my, uh, my take on the deal with Battlefield 6. Any last comments, Fajardi or Scorb? Anything that we missed that we wanted to bring up in the podcast real quick? I think we nailed everything pretty well, though. What do you think? Nothing. We've gone through all topics. Um, I think so. I think, it a, really... I think it was a solid length episode for what you call filler, right? A bit of a pre recorded special mm -hmm. since I'm out of town right now. But yeah, once again, chat, this will be premiered on the YouTube channel, premiered live as if it's a stream. You can still comment in chat. Nightbot doesn't work. I think Super Chat still do. And yeah, I can respond to you guys as soon as I can. If I'm in the chat, hopefully I will be. Uh, maybe Fajardi will be as well. Maybe Sam. So keep an eye out for us in the live chat. And it will also be available, as usual, in the public Bombcast playlist here on my channel. You also listen to this through any audio platform of your choice, iTunes, and Spotify, as well as some other audio platforms out there just for podcasts. But yeah, so that wraps things up for episode 11 of Bombcast. I also wanted to say that we're going to be doing a thumbnail revamp for episodes, starting with episode, I think, 15. We're going to start it with 10 or 11, but we're like, you know what? Roughly each season in real life is about 13 weeks. So I think every 15 episodes of Bombcast warrants a new season with a little makeover on the thumbnail style. And then on Anchor, which is where I throw the podcast on, uh, I think Anchor will recognize episode 15 and forward as season two of this special here. So mm -hmm. any any ideas, Pajardi, on a, a thumbnail revamp? Anything that comes to mind that you're working on or thinking about for future episodes? No, I got no ideas right now for it. <laughs> got no ideas right now. I, I had something in mind. About the, um, wait, what was that? Just what you want to hear from the graphic design. Yeah, just, just what you want to hear. It's got nothing in mind. I got nothing, bro. Hands are tight. I got nothing. My head's got empty. Nothing. Head's empty, bro. Yeah, I had an idea about like two operators sitting at a desk with with mics or something. I don't know. I'm just throwing things around a little bit. But yeah, loving the format so far, chat. If there any if there's any constructive criticism you want to provide for the podcast, any ideas, things to add, drop it all in the comments or in the live chat whenever you guys can. But that wraps everything up for episode 11. We will see you guys in the next one. Thank you, Sam, for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Shee! Woohoo!